That's they, wrong. They start doing that. Sally, I'm all for the 11. I mean, I stopped collar. leashing my kids at 12, you know, so he's an adult. I don't think you should leash him. Go with the electric collar. That's what that's what I would do. Every morning, Lynn, Murray, and Sally get you ready for work on SB Nation Radio. This is the Sean Salisbury Show. Red Hot Chili Peppers. No, I said it's Red Hot Chili Peppers in. Then you said who? Pearl Jam? Yeah. They're in, yeah. Okay, I know that. Okay, so you don't know one member of their group? No. I could recognize their songs, though. Like, so you don't know like, one member of their group? No. If right now I if I named 20 musicians in the country right now, everybody knows this name. And you're not, and you're a, for a guy who listens to some of these, and you have no idea. No. Not a Pearl Jam guy. Don't listen to them. You don't have to be a Pearl Jam guy. Yeah, that's like. See, when, whenever I hear that, oh, it's different age group. What about somebody who, other than you, just not don't like music? Because that's a, yeah, that's my justification. <laughs> I don't really like music. What about YouTube? You name one member of the band. Bono. Good job. Tune in to the Sean Salisbury Show weekdays from five to eight Eastern, right here on SB Nation Radio. This is SB Nation AM. It's time for our random morning jukebox. Share. No. Billy Joel. No. They both were performing in 1978. These guys came aboard. 77 till 85. Then took a little break. 87 to present, according to Wikipedia. Macho Man in the Navy. And this, their biggest hit. Ladies and gentlemen, The Village People, created by Jacques Morali and Henry Belolo. Just tremendous. That's why it's the random morning jukebox. Randy Jones, Glenn Hughes, Felipe Rose, Victor Willis, David Hodo, who is the construction worker, and Alex Riley, your village people. So some of the original members are still in the village people? Victor Willis is still in the village people. Are they all with us today? Uh, Victor Willis was the motorcycle. Okay. Uh, no, well, let me rephrase. He was the cop, not the motorcycle guy. It was that's a brilliant idea. Just I don't know who any of these guys are, but they make themselves into characters. The cop, yes. the construction guy, created by motorcycle guy, by as we mentioned, the two gents to target Disco's gay audience by featuring popular gay fantasy persona. Band quickly became popular with not only the gay peeps but the mainstream peeps as well. And back then, Disco ruled the world. Turn it up. Murray's doing the letters, as well he should. If you go to the Wikipedia page, YMCA, the song, there is a section telling you how to do the YMCA. <laughs> y, arms outstretched and raised upwards. M, made by bending the elbows from the Y pose so the fingertips meet in the front of the chest. C, arms extended to the left. A, Hands held together above head. So in case you 
didn't know in how case to do you the YMCA. don't know how to use the YMCA. Wikipedia has everything. Are those the signs for it in uh, sign language as well? Yeah. <laughs> No, uh, isn't why? Is I, I don't know. I don't, it's with your fingers, Scott. M, I, don't, I don't know. M, M is three fingers know, over language. a thumb. She doesn't uh, know what she's talking about. She's not good at this. Uh, this. Number one in Australia, yep. Austria, Belgium, Canada, Finland, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Netherlands, New Zealand, Sweden, Switzerland, the UK. Number two in America. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it only reached number two in the States. What were we thinking? But still... Forty years later, my math is no good. Yeah, seventy-seven. When this one come Did out? Did your son have this song played at his bar mitzvah? Uh, I had to. I don't remember. I know it has been played at countless so other weddings, and I'd have to go back and get the. Playlist. I'll, 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 I only know there are three: the Macho Man in, in the, the Navy, Navy and this song, and this one. I didn't know they have anything. There's some uh, ballads. <laughs> Some, uh, some country. I'm not know. really known for the ballads. The disco yeah. ballad is not uh, not something that was super popular, but uh, just to, you know, they they were they were campy, but they were legendary, and they were legendary for a reason. Legend. Look at that. Those handsome men in their Native American garb and their construction worker garb and their Go leather ahead. biker garb and their cowboy garb and their military uniform. God bless the village people. Sally, thanks for that. Making us smile and making Murray dance in the studio on a Monday. KKSE. Parker. Denver. The best sports talk all day long. Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. Live from the Altitude 950 studios. The Vic Lombardi Show starts now. I like Vic Lombardi. You go to Denver, very few Lombardis. You know, I guess we're naturals. I guess we're naturals in there, man. He's a man who likes wine. I'll tell you something else. He knows more about sports in his toenail than you know in your family tree. Yes, sir. You hit it right on the head, man. Don't talk about my I have to keep it very professional, which uh, I will. But uh, you got a big crowd out there. Yes. It's uh, Vic Lombardi night. It's all entertainment. You know, it's all entertainment, man. You're listening to Dr. Vic Lombardi. This has always been my dream. My dream here at Altitude would be to host a show from Pepsi Center, and here we are, live in the Nuggets Auxiliary Court for Nuggets Media Day, where we will be all day long as we visit with members of the Nuggets front office, players, coaches. It is the opening day for the NBA, and the day after a Broncos loss. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show alongside... Manchester, James Merrillat, who took care of our dinner bill Friday night, will reveal the uh, total uh, pri- total price price of that package. Was it more or less than what you thought? It was significantly less than okay. I expected. So it was uh, it was a good time all in all. Yeah, but the fact that you didn't just pile it on made it even. Better. I didn't jam you. No, you no. did not. H.W., how are you doing as you watched us eat? I'm doing well. I'm just so tempted to splash threes right now. I mean, we just got an empty court right in front of us. That's that's my If I gave goal. you three shots from right there, from the uh, left side, three shots, how many would you make out of three? At least one, if not two. Jesse, how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing just fine. Yeah, was it good? It was good. Good weekend for you? Yeah. Did you do anything fun? Uh, work. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fun. This guy's the hardest working like guy. Sounds like a joy. He works seven days a week. He really does. Yeah. I mean, you really are. You're a good father and you're a hard worker. Other than that, I don't like you. <laughs> uh, well, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. That was about as jam-packed a weekend of sports and off-the-field activity as you can get. 
for Sports Talk Radio. And as I'm watching this all unfold, everything that happened, all I'm thinking about is, boy, what a layup we're going to have on Monday. That's it. I mean, I, do you really need to prepare for a show like this after what we just saw and experienced? No, it was not difficult to put together show topics for today. Uh, not to diminish HW's job or anything, but the rundown, easier today than normal. Plenty to talk about. Well, we're going to get into our piping hot takes momentarily, and my hot take is going to center on what happened to the Broncos yesterday. Uh, don't, remember, don't tell me I didn't tell you it was coming, because I did. And uh, we got pro- I knew that they were going to struggle in this game. I just did. It has nothing to do with stats or math analysis, all those numbers that HW kept throwing at me. It had to do with gut instinct. And you just had a feeling that they're going to lose this game. And they lost this game for various reasons. We'll detail that. Big activity in the NBA with Carmelo Anthony returning to the division. We'll see Carmelo not four times, five times, because they play a uh, exhibition game as well. Five times Carmelo Anthony will visit Pepsi Center this year. That should prove to be fun. And, uh, of course, the topic that stole all of the sports headlines this weekend, the president's comments... And the football players' reactions. First off, what were your thoughts when you heard President Trump say what he said publicly? Uh, it was one of those where you want to take the palm of your hand and just start banging it against your forehead. We, we've done a good job on this show, I'd like to think we have, of not going too deep into politics, right? We try not to, yes. We try. And I especially, my entire life, I have very much defended and honored that office, the office of presidency, whether you agree or not, I will never attack a president, ever. I just think it's, I don't think it's American, okay? But what he said to trigger all of the things we saw this weekend, what he said and what he did, I'm sorry, man. Um, listen, I'm, I'm somewhat ashamed. I'm ashamed because we've talked about where we stand politically on this show, and I'm not afraid to go there. I'm a proud Republican who's ashamed at what his president just said and started and sparked. And when they say stick to sports, I don't care anymore. Because he started this, he opened this, no president of any country, let alone the United States, should talk the way he did. Maybe it's because he's attacking our own. Maybe it's our sports world. Maybe it's guys that we talk about every day. Remember how they say you can say what you want, you can't attack your friends? Well, he attacked everything we do. And he did so in such an undignified manner. That's what bothers me. I, I think that's probably part of it. And, and I'm normally right there with you in terms of, hey, you got to respect the office and you can disagree with policy. But at some point, you have to act in a manner that is worthy of respect. Decorum. And that was a disrespectful way to talk about a group of people. Uh, yeah, it was, it was NFL players, and so probably that hits a little closer to home because that's our world. But, man, I, I would think if he, if he labeled any group of people as SOBs, I would sit here and go, are you kidding me? Really? That's how, in, in front of a, at a rally, that's how you're going to address a large group of fellow Americans? Yeah. That just is so across the line, so over the top. Um, it, it, it's, and I'm one of those people, I, I like to be very slow to be offended. I, I think that's a good way to go through life. And that's just so over the top, it's impossible to not be offended by that. Well, I'm the same way. I, I, you know my approach to field day. Um, you gotta have thick skin in this world. Thick skin. But that's beyond thick skin. That What he said and what he did and his actions speak volumes. I'm sorry. Um, I stayed out of it. I didn't want to get into it. I think you respect the office. But if somebody invites me to the White House today, no, I wouldn't go. The first time I'd ever say that, I wouldn't go. Sorry. 
I'm, I'm Steph. I would not go after what he did and what he represents right now. It really ticks me off. Sorry, and I'm sad to say that as an American, I am. Yeah, that's uh, boy. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that I would go that far with it. I, I understand what you're saying, and I think that, um, you know, certainly the, the the newness of it and the emotion of it, and uh, I, I understand why you would say that. I don't know if I would go that far of, hey, I would refuse an invitation because I, I still think that it's a, um, you know, that that's an honor. But boy, it's it's teetering on that. I can understand. I, here's that. the deal. I respect the office. Do you respect the man? No. Okay. Not at all. Well, then you're, 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 the question is answered. He's if a, you he's, can't respect the man, how do you respect the office? How is it possible? He's a 70-year-old petulant child. He's a bully. Exactly. That's the problem here. He's a bully. He's everything that they warned you about growing up, trying to get things his way. And petulant doesn't even begin to describe it. Uh, Listen, there's a lot of things I wanted to see, policy changes I wanted to see in government. That's not sports-related. That's you know, It's not worth it. With that kind of petulance in office, it's just not worth it. Yeah, it's no. embarrassing. I'm, it's I'm shameful. I'm right there with you, and that is such an egregious thing for someone in that position to say. Someone who's supposed to be setting an example, um, and to act like that is just so over the top. It's indefensible, and I, I think that the people who continue to defend everything the guy does is part of the problem with the country at the moment of, well, nope, we're, I, I can never say my party did anything wrong. And the guy who's got an R next to his name, I can never say that he did anything and wrong. And that's what I'm saying. This crosses ridiculous. party lines. This crosses, I'm apologizing on behalf of my party this morning. I'm, I'm apologizing. He's now uh, double and triple down to all weekend and again this morning. has four more tweets about the national anthem he just this won't morning. Stop. Uh, he's up to double digits now on tweets about it. None about Puerto Rico, which still doesn't have electricity or drinking water. I, I don't I, I don't care about what he says and what he doesn't say. Tweet what I don't care. His actions speak volumes. His words speak volumes. But his Twitter account's part of his words, right? Yes. Because what he said in Huntsville, he's now tripling down on on the internet. And like it or not, that's 2017. This guy's Twitter account is is something we all monitor and, here we and go. see, and he won't let it go. Here we go. Trump didn't start this. Kaepernick started it last year. Vic, you're a moron. Good for Jerry Jones. You better stand or you're off the team. Props, Jerry. Good for everybody. Listen, I'm not disputing that. Remember, when this all went down, I was always opposed to kneeling. I thought standing for the anthem is more important than anything. But there's ways you handle these things. There's ways you handle it, especially for the leader of the free world. There are certain methods you put in place to handle such sensitivity. And the way he handled it, these people out there are saying, oh, uh, sorry, man. Decorum is necessary for that job. Well, look at what he did to the situation, right? If he, he didn't like the fact it. that people were kneeling, it went from being a handful to the vast majority. I mean, he didn't make the situation better. He made it significantly worse, which is just a an example of like, oh my goodness, that's not really handling the situation well. That's not diffusing by any means. Oh, and by the way, those who continue to threaten that they're going to walk away from the NFL, you know, they're, they're taking a hand that he's throwing out there that the ratings of plummeted people are leaving in droves. I'll take your Bronco season tickets if you're going to give them away because I'm in line for them. No hey, for those of you who are going to walk away from the NFL, please let me know. Let, let us all know when you're going to walk away, because if you did walk away yesterday morning, you probably missed the best morning of NFL football in years. Well, and he's trumpeting uh, NASCAR this morning, how NASCAR owners have said, hey, if you if you don't stand for the national anthem, we'll fire you, or at least a, a few of them had, and he's talking about how great that is. The last two NASCAR races have been the lowest rated NASCAR races since 2000. Again, for every single person that continues to text this show, like this one right here, 4129, sorry, Trump is leading by having the 
Kuyon to say something out of this nonsense, just like the players have an opinion, so does he. You can have an opinion. I'm just saying, how far do you take it? Do you believe his opinion that people are going to walk away from the game? You text her who just texted that. Are you going to walk away from the game? Will you promise me you don't watch the game this Sunday? And here's the thing. And to, to some extent, I get where the texter's coming from. All right? Now, I didn't vote for the guy, but I could see the appeal because so many people are tired of politics as usual. Right? And nothing getting done, and that nobody will actually say anything, and nobody represents the flyover states and all that stuff. I can understand that. So if he would have come out and said, hey, the, the NFL players who are kneeling, they ought to be fired. They should be fired. I don't have a problem that's it. with that. That's it. That's I wouldn't a, have a problem with that I don't that at agree all. with that opinion, yeah, yeah. but that's a fine opinion exactly to have. Exactly right. Exactly you right. don't have to call them SOBs. Because I've heard that opinion from many people. I, can, I, I think it's also a generational thing, too. If you believe those people should be fired from their jobs, there was a time I felt the same way, to be honest sure. with you. Now, my tune has changed. We're, we're closer to the situation. I'm closer to some of these guys who are actually doing the kneeling than most. I understand why they're doing it. I get it. I get it. A year ago, I did not. A year ago at this time, I sat here on these same airwaves railing against their actions. I get it now. And not only do I get it, I would do it. I would do the same damn thing. A proud American, son of immigrants, proud to be here. But by God, there's ways to handle things, and then there's things he did. And that's embarrassing. You know what I think in the grand scheme of things he's done? His his approach to this has made it less divisive. His approach to this has actually united more of us than we think. Now, there's still going to be extremists on either side, but I think the middle is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I would agree. I think the people who are in the middle on this issue, which is probably where I would put you and I. A week ago, I wasn't on the middle. One week ago, if you had asked me about this issue, I'd, I'd still be on the other side. Now, I'm now I'm in the middle. And so I think you're right, and that's what he's done, is more people are on the side of the players today than at, than at any point. I mean, he's he has moved thousands of people over to that side of this, uh, this uh, controversy or this debate. Again, for all of you who continue to threaten you're not going to watch the NFL, that you're going to walk away from the NFL, you're lying to yourself and to the rest of us. Prove it to me. Don't watch the games. Walk away from the games. Give up your season tickets. You guys are all talk. You're lying. So these these hollow threats continue to be thrown my way. You're not walking away from the game. The game is too important to you. The leisure activity is too important to you. You're going to tolerate all of this until you can't. And when that can't is, I don't know. You're not walking away from anything. Don't lie. Our piping hot takes coming right up on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Ryan, we have a show on Monday that starts at 3 o'clock, and we'll have to discuss how the Broncos lost in Buffalo. What was that? I refuse to eat a single Buffalo burger in Denver for the rest of my life. I will still eat some of them, but we shall discuss the Broncos losing in Buffalo on the Monday edition of Kreckman and Harris. Every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6. Only on Altitude 950. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. 
Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Now six centers serving families in northern Colorado. Call 800-877-5500 today. Genoa here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high-interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. At Morningstar Assisted Living and Memory Care at Jordan, simple little things make all the difference. For we know that in the details, senior living becomes senior loving. Our beautiful community in Centennial celebrates wellness and community for today's senior. We offer suites for assisted living and memory care. Call for your tour and ask about our all-inclusive pricing. Morningstar at Jordan, casting a new light in senior living. Call 303-321-3277. 303-321-3277. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A delay this morning on I-25 northbound. Traffic brought to you by Choose Fitness. You're seeing a delay behind a left lane accident northbound I-25 at Northwest Parkway, so do expect some extra time there. C-470 westbound stop and go between Quincy and Morrison Road. You deserve an awesome gym and Choose Fitness is it. Choose is just $9.99 a month and right now till September 30th, join for just a $1 startup fee. That's right, just a buck. Check out ChooseFitness.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Go see the Avalanche take on the Golden Knights. Every weekday between now and October 13th, we are giving it a chance to get into the grand prize drawing. Listen for a Vegas-themed movie clip during any of Altitude 950's live shows and be the third caller. You'll be in the mix for the trip for two to see the Avs and Golden Knights on October 27th. Join the Avs in Vegas with Altitude 950. Yeah, it's a uh, a great prize. The game's October 27th, so it's a Friday in Vegas. Perfect time to be there. Moj will be there. You get to hang out before the game, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but, yeah, all you got to do, listen for movie clips, pick up the phone, call 303-753-0950 to get into the mix. The Avs brought it last night. They took care of Minnesota, and my boy Rocco, the guy we had on the show, Friday, yeah. scored a goal. Yeah. Rocco Grimaldi. They play again tonight. Yes, Third night do. in a row. That's weird. Very weird. But we'll take it. 
Okay, uh, let's focus on some sports here for the rest of the show, shall we? Excellent. Kick it off with our piping hot takes live from Nuggets Media Day. Roll it. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. <laughs> it's HW's Hot Take. No dealership fee ever at SUS. HW, you're first this week. All right, I'll go first. Hey, guys, yesterday Trevor Simeon scrambles on a third and six, gets popped in the head. I know Manchester isn't going to like this, but Trevor Simeon looks good in the first two weeks. I thought he looked good in the first half yesterday. Then he gets hit in the head, and he looks awful. He throws two picks, a second one that was inexcusable. He's rolling to his right just trying to trying to throw it away, and he throws a pick, and he finishes 24-40 for 250 yards, no touchdowns, and two picks. And I don't know what happened when Trevor Simeon got hit in the head, but if you watch that football game, he was a different quarterback pre-hitting the head and post-hitting the head. When he took that sack or that near sack? When he scrambled and got hit coming across. I mean, it was night and day. I'm not saying he was lighting the world on fire, but he looked fine early. He was atrocious late. Atrocious. That is the correct word to describe his performance in that second half. Broncos go up 16-13, lose 26-16. I haven't been pro-Trevor at all. I've been willing to admit the last couple weeks he's played well, but he hasn't quote-unquote ever become my guy. And then yesterday when he gets hit in the head, the entire game changes. Last year, once he got hurt, he was worthless as well. I'm not blaming the guy for getting hit in the head, but people are wondering what happened yesterday. I don't think that got nearly enough attention. Trevor Simeon looked to be a guy who was playing with some severe issues in the second half of that football game, and frankly, I'm surprised no one's talking about it. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. People are wondering what happened because they don't bother to listen. They don't want to know what's going on here with Trevor Simeon. Look, I said it for two weeks. As long as everything's on schedule, as long as you don't get holding penalties and you're in first and 20, as long as C.J. Anderson's running all over the place, as long as the defense is setting you up with a short field, as long as all these things are going in your direction, as long as the game plan is working, as long as the stuff you practiced all week is working just like it looked on the chalkboard, Trevor Simeon is fine. But you know what? There are 60 quarterbacks who are fine if all that goes your way. The Broncos fell behind 20-16 to yesterday in the second half. Do you know what Trevor Simeon's stats were between that moment and when it became 26-16? to Got all the picks. When all of a sudden, you're down four, you're on the road, and you got to make something happen. And everything isn't going your way. Everything's not perfect. Everything isn't just set up exactly as Mike McCoy designed it. He was 4 for 10 for 36 yards and two interceptions. With the game on the line, when Trevor Simeon had to make a play, that's what he did. He's also a guy now who's 1 and 5 in his last six road games. You know which road game he won? Blocked extra point return for two points. Otherwise, he'd lose his last six road games. It's exactly what I've been saying. Trevor Simeon is fine. When everything goes perfectly. But when it doesn't go perfectly, he can't perform. And yesterday was example number one. Prime example of it. I don't know what more people need to see. I I, I have no clue. Because all of a sudden, when you're not at home, and three-yard passes are turning into 18-yard gains, the guy wasn't even average. He was below average. And he got his team beat yesterday. It sounds to me that... Are you done with your hot take? Yeah. Okay, my turn. Hot take. Roll it. 
It's Vic's Hot Take. It sounds to me as if Manchester just described the following. You talked about a quarterback going on the road and not producing and looking less than stellar. A quarterback who goes on the road yesterday and goes, let me see, let me read these stats for you. 19 to 31, two interceptions, 118 yards on a road loss. Absolutely devoured on the road. Those stats would not belong to Trevor Simeon. Those stats belong to Derek Carr. Okay, if you want Derek Carr or you want Trevor Simeon over Derek Carr, you're drunk at 7.20 all I'm telling on, you is on a Monday. It's all about managing expectations. I told you on Friday this was going to happen. First road game of the year coming off a big win on a, on a, on a Cowboys classic. I, listen, everybody who understands how the Broncos operate knew that this was going to be a struggle. This was not going to be an easy game in Buffalo. Never easy early. I don't care about the stats. Keep, people keep sending me the 11 a.m. kickoffs and how they did. You saw this coming. I knew that Trevor Simeon was going to have a backslide game. All young quarterbacks do. I said it on Friday. Do we have what I said on Friday, Dan? Roll it. Because this weekend in Buffalo, it's going to happen. This weekend in Buffalo, I would not be at all surprised if the Broncos lose this game. This is what you sort get. Of. This is what you get when you've got a a young quarterback, a young team, a new offense. You're not going to get consistency. You're going to have your ups and downs. You got a guy right now who's accounted for seven touchdown passes both games at home. This is the first road test of the year against a sneaky team, a sneaky defense. 11 a.m. start, always tough for the Broncos, always have issues with these games. On the road in Buffalo, I would not at all be surprised if the Broncos stumble this weekend. And Trevor Simeon has some issues this weekend. But this weekend, the doctor has seen the future. And the future tells us the Broncos are going to lose. That's exactly what happened. Okay, so let me get this straight. Uh, and it, it, This is classic Trevor evaluation, right? Yeah. When he has a good game, let's make a big deal of it. I didn't make a big deal when of it. When he has a bad game, hey, it's only one game. Oh, no. Dude, I'm, I'm getting blown up on Twitter when they go up 7 nothing over the Chargers in the first quarter of the first game. But when he struggles, hey, man, it's just one game. It's just one game. You Let's should not be put concerned. too much emphasis. I got some it. concerns okay. from watching right. yesterday's games. It's one thing to throw interceptions that maybe not your fault, but the two interceptions he threw, the one, the first one to Benny Fowler, okay, he's trying to make a play. Benny goes outside, he throws it inside. The second one to me was inexcusable. I mean, you're rolling to your right, throw the ball out of bounds and live for another day. The other one the is rolling to one, his left. The second one was inexcusable. But the one to Benny Fowler, he's trying to make, you know, you're always complaining that he doesn't throw the ball downfield and try to make a play. That's one where he was trying to make a play. I don't worry about that one. It's the second no, one no, that no. concerns I me. I thought he was out there because he doesn't make mistakes and make good, makes good decisions, right? Those were horrible okay. decisions. You're down four points. My problem with that, my problem with the fake punt, is stick to what you are. And if you're, hey, we're going to be conservative, we're going to be safe, we're going to rely on our defense, then do that. You're down four. Rely on your defense. Punt the football. You're, you, it, it, it's, it's, it's when teams get away from their personality that they have problems. But, you know, Mark Sanchez wasn't here last year because he just couldn't take care of the ball, even though Trevor Simeon was a turnover machine in the preseason two when he quote-unquote won the job. But nobody wants to evaluate what the guy actually does. It, it's Gosh, it's so much Little League. Good grief. It was a poor performance by the starting quarterback. But you could say the same thing if you're a fan in Oakland today. The exact same thing. Even worse, that's an experienced quarterback. That's a veteran quarterback on the road who looked awful. He looked terrible. So if you're doing sports talk radio in Oakland, 
You could be saying the same damn thing about Derek Carr. Guess what? We all pick on the quarterback when the team loses. That's who's first in line. Second is usually the coach. But I can tell you, I can point to five plays that did the Broncos in yesterday, and two of them involved Trevor Simeon. You guys tell tell me if you agree or disagree. The Sanders catch that was called back was ridiculous. Huge momentum swing in that game. Could have been 17-10 at the half instead of 13 And you guys aren't going to want to hear this. He's wide open. A good throw, that's an easy touchdown. I know. Yep, it was underthrown. A good throw, it's a touchdown. Should he have caught the ball? Yes. Did he catch the ball? Probably. Yes, Yes, he did. Okay, end of story. Okay, you're right, though. If he leads him, that's a touchdown. It was a bad throw. Von Miller's ridiculous fake handshake, unsportsmanlike flag for 15 yards that really stole a ton of momentum for the Broncos and their defense there that sealed the game. I still can't comprehend why a flag is thrown there. And what bothers me about the NFL, again, after the game, players talk to the media, coaches talk to the media. How about the ref who threw that flag? Can I understand why he threw it? Did anybody hear from him? Why would he throw that flag? What's the point of that flag? What did he hear from Von Miller that warranted unsportsmanlike there? Can somebody help me? Well, well both they, they were both laughing, right? Exactly. Vaughn was laughing. Tyrod was laughing. Why, why aren't the refs accountable just like the players and coaches after a game? We hear from them. I agree that it was a ridiculous call, especially at that time. However, you're down seven points. There's five minutes to go, and you just got them off the field. It ain't goof around time. It's go to the sideline and see what your offense can do time. So, for me, we can all be, hey, Laffy isn't Vaughn funny. Yeah. There's a time and a place for joking around. You're down seven, dude. You're losing to the Bills by seven points, and you're goofing around? Why? Isn't but, that just kind of how Vaughn's wired, though? Yeah. I, he, I, I okay. didn't have a problem with that. Uh, he, okay. He's fun-loving. He, he dances. He, he's kind of earned that right in my eyes, the right? Two other, the two other things I have on my list, the five reasons the, the Broncos lost this game, two of them involved Trevor Simeon and those picks, but the one that people continue to overlook Hey, uh, Uncle Rico's offense, the one that's antiquated, the one that we continue to make fun of, remember, yeah. Rick Dennison? Did you guys happen to notice in the third quarter they go down the field, three pass plays, bang, 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 2016 Buffalo? Boy, that offense didn't look so antiquated, did it? Now with Tyrod Taylor at the helm. Yeah. It was, uh <laughs> and it's funny, and I don't mean to pick on him, but uh, Josh Dover and Mark Bertinoli with Mark Mosier all week just kept saying, I don't think I don't think Buffalo's going to score. I, 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 listen, man. I don't I, think I, they're going to score. I, People think it's college football. I, it, it's it just not. cracks me up. The NFL is as, the parody in the NFL. All you have to do is watch football yesterday. Did you watch Green Bay, Cincinnati? Did you watch Houston, New England? Are you watching these games? And you continue to think that these are going to be blowouts? What the hell are you people watching? Yeah, no, it was it was uh, example one A of that was Rick Dennison's offense not too shabby, not too shabby when you got the quarterback that he thinks fits the offense, and you got Shady McCoy who can do things out of the backfield, whether it's on a handoff or on uh, in the passing game. Yeah, all of a sudden the uh, the no fly zone wasn't so great yesterday. They gave up twenty six points to a team that scored three the week before. Again, it's about managing expectations. And my expectations going into this game were pretty low. I told you the Broncos were going to lose. I told you Trevor Simeon would struggle. Nobody likes I told you so. I know. Exactly. (laughs) Now how does it feel? See? You got the big Lombardi show. I told you. (laughs) Live from Nuggets Media Day. As the Nuggets get set, there'll be a training camp starting tomorrow up in Boulder. We'll talk to a couple players, a couple coaches. We'll be here all day right here on Altitude 950. 
Altitude 950, home of the Colorado Avalanche, wants to send you to see the Avs take on the Vegas Golden Knights October 27th. What? In Vegas. What? You and a guest. We've got your airfare, hotel and game tickets, and look who's taking you to dinner. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. It's the Moj Man. We'll have a steak, we'll throw some dice, maybe a cold one, and then we'll get it on with some great hockey. And this is how you win. Keep it on Altitude 950 all day between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. When you hear a Las Vegas-themed movie clip, be the third caller at 303-753-0950. And you're qualified. The abs in Vegas. Only from Altitude 950. Uh, Bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Bacon and eggs. Bacon and... There's got to be something else to have for breakfast. For a fresh spin on breakfast, try Honey Smoked Salmon from the Honey Smoked Fish Company with your eggs or with an English muffin. It's full of omega-3s and protein, so you'll feel natural energy all day. Mmm. Tomorrow, Honey Smoked Salmon and pancakes. Honey Smoked Salmon from the Honey Smoked Fish Company, the ready-to-eat energizing superfood. Available at Costco, King Supers, Safeway, and Sam's Club. Changes in the air, Colorado. Hot days, cold nights, fall is coming, and I say let it come. I am Alan Rowe. For my car guys, Johnson Auto Plaza. Let me tell you about making a change in your driveway. Ram Power Days makes this the season for a new Ram truck. Johnson has 350 new Rams in stock, and each one discounted for Ram Power Days. Let the Johnson family introduce you to the Ram family. The Ram 1500, 2500, 3500. Pick a Ram, any Ram. Cummins Diesel or Hemi V8? Only the start of the you-make-it-your-own Ram choices, colors, equipment. Pick your favorite digital toys inside. This year, Ram has got the competition on its heels with the most impressive lineup ever. This is the kind of change you want. Ram Power Days. There's no better truck than Ram and no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E-470 on Highway 85. JohnsonAutoPlaza.com. Fall is the perfect time of year to get your house painted inside or out and do it with the company celebrating their 25th anniversary, Serta Pro Painters. Hurry to get on Serta Pro's fall painting schedule before the colder weather arrives. For a free estimate, call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. And that's Serta with a C. Free estimates, high-quality paints, color consultations. Find it all with Serta Pro Painters. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Serta Pro Painters. We do painting. You do life. You're driving, minding your own business, then boom, you're rear-ended. Just another ordinary day for the insurance company, but not for you. You need to know your rights. You need the Bell & Pollock Legal Game Plan. Bell & Pollock's Legal Game Plan gives you the rules, so you have the legal strength to fight the insurance company. Bell & Pollock. Our legal game plan is designed to help injured victims just like you. Find us at championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. Put our legal game plan to work for you. We'll help you. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. There is a delay on northbound I-25 with a left lane accident at the Northwest Parkway that's backed up traffic to the 128th Avenue Bridge. Traffic is brought to you by Amazon. You also have a delay on I-70 westbound at Chambers. An accident off to the shoulder. I-70 running slow. Airport through to Havana. Amazon's hiring full-time warehouse staff in Aurora. They're making on-the-spot job offers this week. Learn more and apply at Amazon.com slash Denver Jobs, an equal opportunity employer. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. You knew what you were going to come 
No, it was it was a it was a bend don't break uh, defense today. They played a lot of shell coverage, and he's trying to make plays. You know, I can't fault him on that. You know, we want him to be smart with the ball, but you know, he has been smart with the ball, and he's made those plays before. So I'm not down on that part. You know, we can't do it, but I get it why he took some chances. That's Vance Joseph commenting on uh, Trevor Simeon. Could have said the same thing about his own defense. Uh, ben, but don't break. There are a couple instances where they broke. They just didn't look good. They, they, they didn't look right. Is it me or did the no-fly zone just not look right in many situations during that game? Well, here's something I, I think people underestimated going into the week. Uh, Rick Dennison knows that defensive personnel pretty damn well, as well as anyone. Yes. And he had that crossing route where Chris Harris Jr. is trying to chase a receiver coming across the all the way across the field, and it's you know it, it worked to perfection multiple times for the Bills. That's a tough play for Chris Harris to try to defend, but he knew a what the Broncos like to do, and b what the weaknesses are on on certain players on that defense, and he took advantage of it. How many times did the Buffalo Bills go to the play-action boot, having Tyrod Taylor roll out, take time, find a receiver? They must have run that play 12 to 15 times in that game with success. Yeah, and he had a couple of big plays that he just missed the throw. Otherwise, he has an even bigger day. So uh, I think you got to give credit to Rick Dennison. He had a great game plan uh, and nearly hung 30 on the no-fly zone. Here's the issue I have. I know a lot of Bronco fans wake up this morning, oh, that was a bad loss. That wasn't a bad loss. Again, temper your expectations and understand the game. It's not a bad loss to go on the road in Buffalo. Vic, they were up 16-13 on a team a, that's going to go 7-9. and nine. Okay, okay, understand the difference between a good loss and a bad loss. A bad loss is losing to Jacksonville the way Baltimore did and not even showing up. That's a bad loss. What Denver did on the road in Buffalo has happened to many teams, many better teams. But why did they completely melt down in the second half? Why were they up 16-13 with, what, 10 minutes to go in the third quarter and didn't score another point? I mean, they were favorites to win that game halfway through the third quarter, and they melted down. Carolina losing at home to New Orleans 34-13, what does that qualify as? That's That's a bad loss. That's a bad loss. Denver losing on the road to Buffalo, calm Dude, they, weren't, they weren't in Pittsburgh. They weren't in Baltimore. They weren't in Cincinnati. They were in freaking let Buffalo. Me, let me ask you this, though, Vic. What are the expectations around the country for Baltimore and Carolina? Well, I don't know. Last week you guys were saying Carolina is a Super Bowl contender. So I, I would say, by and large, the expectation is those teams are middle of the pack. Okay. So, yeah, they lost games to other middle of the pack teams. You know what? So did the Broncos. So if we're going to get all excited sure. that they kicked the Cowboys' butt at home, because the Cowboys are a Super Bowl contender, then you can't just dismiss. That's a little field day of you. Okay, ready? Say, well, are you tough ready? to go into what, Pittsburgh. Hey, hey, or what, tough to go into Buffalo. What, what are the expectations for the Pittsburgh Steelers this year? They're a Super Bowl caliber really? team. They just lost on the road in Chicago. I would agree with I you. I mean, come on, And man. that's a bad loss. It's a bad loss. Well, hey, what are the expectations for the New England Patriots this year? They're, they're a Super they Bowl caliber team. They almost lost to a rookie quarterback at home. Almost. And it took everything and all kinds of luck to win that game. Come on. Almost. Remember September football. Okay. Remember the expectations. Okay. Remember, you lose at Buffalo. Don't go into a fetal position and pretend the season's over. Calm the hell down. If we turned on Pittsburgh radio today, what do you think the tone is? The tone is, oh, my God, how can you lose this game? Right. Yes. So, But here we're supposed to be, ah, you know, let's okay. be the Dove Valley Minions. I'm trying I'm trying to help you guys okay. become more sophisticated okay. football fans. Vance was going to lose eventually. I mean, come on. I the mean, difference come on. is, the difference let's is. not be field day. The difference is, I saw this coming. You guys did not. And now this is your reaction, and this is mine. It makes sense, right? 
I react accordingly. I saw it coming. The Broncos, I told you it was coming. The Broncos are now back on track for six and ten. I had them two and one after three games. Here they are, two and one after three games, back on track for six and ten. And you know who I haven't heard from in a, almost a week? Who's that? Eleven and five guy who's going to give me twenty percent of his salary if the Broncos he don't has finish. Not up. called you. All back. of a sudden, he has disappeared. Huh. From the text line, 4844, pretty classless move by Von Miller. Very selfish. I don't see it that way. Classless? Come on. You guys are strong. You know what? Calm down with that. I mean, he's having fun. I get it. It, He was trying to have fun. But you're down seven points with five minutes to go. It's not goof around time. It's not. But the NFL is supposed to have changed this year, allowing end zone celebrations, it's allowing a them to be the call. It's Both a guys were you laughing. Know, I tell you who's classless. It. You know, you could take that, turn around the word classless. What the hell is the ref who, who throws that flag? What is he? If Von Miller's classic, classless, what is that referee who okay. pulled the flag there? What is he? No, I agree. What he's, is he? He's uptight, and I think, uptight. You, call, I think you called him hall monitor. Hall, which, he's which a third-grade hall monitor that doesn't know his role in the game. Totally Nobody's agree. there to see you throw the flag in that situation, dude. You should never ref again, ever. And it's a game-changing call because instead of punting, they're now in field goal range, and it's a seven-point game with five minutes to go or whatever it was. I, I, I get it. But we can't give Von Miller a free pass for doing something the wrong thing at the wrong time. Back when he was a Nugget, if J.R. Smith, the Nuggets come come back, they cut it to six, and he does something silly and gets a technical foul, we're not going to sit there and blame the refs. We're going to no. go, come on, J.R., now's not the time and place. Okay, but see, down it's six, what he dude. did, though. It's what he did. If Von Miller hits Tyrod Taylor, gets up and does one of his wiggle dances, even if, even if it's not a sack, then I justify it. Okay, that was silly and selfish. He did a little game with his hand. Right. Nobody even saw it outside of him and the quarterback and the ref. I know. I mean, give me a break. The ref should have. That ref needs to be held accountable. Swallow your whistle. The ref needs to be held accountable. Again, players and coaches talk after the games. Where do the refs go? They go home. Why? Why don't they talk? Why aren't the refs accountable for calls like that? I'd like to hear this morning what he was thinking. It I'd was, love to hear it. I agree that it was a ridiculous call. However, you can't make the ridiculous call if you don't. Do the ridiculous action that gives him that option. Don't give him the option, right? It's like me complaining about getting a speed speeding ticket for going four miles Understood. an hour over the speed limit. Is that ticky tack? Is it okay. silly? Yeah, but you know what? If I'd have been driving right on the dot, there's no one to blame. From the text line three six two nine, you mentioned how they're not going to go ten and six, and this texter says, "Well, aren't they on pace to go ten and six right now?" No, I said they're going to go six and ten. Okay, I had them two and one at this point in route to my six and ten season, and they're right back on my. My God, case. if you got them at six and ten, what do you have the Steelers at after losing on the road in Chicago? I, what, do you, what do you have the Raiders at after getting absolutely wiped out on the road? I'm not. I'm not doing Ooh. sports talk in Pittsburgh or Oakland. Wow. I'd, be, I'd be ripping them today too. Uh, six two five five. Can we please talk about special teams and the ineffective nature? It has been ineffective for the whole team. No, Jay. I thought Brock Olivo had some great schemes yesterday. I thought the I mean, uh, he's been nothing but awesome because he's a funny interview and the minions love him. I thought the fake punt. I didn't mind it one bit. I didn't, calling it. I didn't like the execution. <laughs> I didn't mind it. Didn't cost him. And if he, he and stop you him. know what? If they get that fake uh, punt, everyone's uh, telling him what a genius they are and what a good call me at all. it is. That and fake all that. punt, that fake punt near midfield, doesn't bother me one bit. I know, like, oh my god, rookie coach, I'm just biting off too much. No, it you're, was fine. You're down it, four. What is the strength of this team? What happened after that fake punt? They they got him off the okay, field. Okay, so what's your problem? But if you flip the field, play to your strategy, play to your 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 yeah. your strength, and your strength is your defense. Pin Buffalo back, 
Make them go three and out and get the ball back in decent field position down four. It's not time to be a riverboat gambler. Uh, be what you are. Are you a defensive team that's conservative or are you a riverboat gambler guy? The other thing is you might not want to leave your starting offensive line on the field. It kind of tips your hand. It kind of tips what you're doing. You don't like the aggressiveness, though? Do you, do you want to go no. back to Foxy and conservative and we're just punt, 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 no. kneel, My kneel, problem kneel. with Foxy was he couldn't pick he couldn't pick a lane. Are you going to be conservative guy or are you going to be try and go for it guy? Pick something. Do something. Pick, stay within your character. My problem is if you're going to try and win based on your defense, then don't put your defense in a bad spot. Right? So if you're Trevor Simeon, don't roll left and try and make a 25-yard throw down the middle of the field into traffic because you can't make that throw. Play for the punt. If you're if you're the defense or if you're the special teams, punt the ball and play to your defense. Stick to your personality. That's the issue I had with this. This is from Danny on the text line. At least we didn't see the Broncos tweet the menu after the game. <laughs> hey, the Rockies did. And, and I loved it. I love the fact they did. I gave kudos, them permission. Kudos to the Rockies Twitter account for tweeting <laughs> the menu after a clutch victory on the road. That was awesome. Uh, it I was, was great. waiting for them to do that. It was great. Way. It was the first thing I looked for this morning when I got up. Uh, Textline also asks the question we posed in the first segment. Did you think the overturned Sanders catch was a catch? Of course it was a catch. Again, this is where too many freaking nerds get involved with the game and they start changing things and bringing microscopes to the table. I mean, go back and watch the Des Bryant catch against Green Bay. That was a catch. Everybody knows football that played football. Have you played the game? It's a catch. Sanders was a catch. Don't be stupid. Stupid people are now running the game. That was a catch. A good throw and it's a touchdown. That's a fired up finale nominee. I mean, give me a break. How many times do I have to look at that to say it's a catch? Of course it's a catch. He took like 18 steps. Don't be stupid. We got stupid people with microscopes. Yeah, I didn't understand why it wasn't. I, I get that he bobbled it, and then I get that it got knocked out toward the end, but he took two steps in between with the ball secure. I want you to seriously cue up the Des Bryant catch that started this whole thing. Cue it up. Just cue it up on Google. Go to your Google. If you're driving right now, go, Google it. Well, pull, pull over. off the road pull and over. Google. I want you to look at that as Google. a football fan. If you've played the game at any level, if you've watched the game, tell me that's not a catch. And if you disagree, I can't help you. If you disagree, I can't help you. Of course it's a catch. Enough already. But it's a little excuse making. He also had he also had um, Emmanuel wide open. And I they, they, I, showed, yes, they showed the yes, play later yes, where yes. he made the right read and he threw yes. it too high and behind him. I like, get it. If you just hit I him get in stride, it. he's, he's running down field. No problem. No problem. Yes. Yes. Same thing with the Detroit finish. Did you watch how Detroit yes. lost that game again? Absurd. Nerds. The nerds running the game. Get these nerds out of the game. They've never played before. Have you ever, you ever played football? Watch football. Get off the game. You got the Vic Lombardi show up next. How much was the ticket? Dinner Friday night. The Marilettes and Lombardis. Who got closest to the pin? We'll reveal. It was quite a race, I'll tell you that. Next on Altitude 950. Every Tuesday on Altitude 950, it's Denver cornerback Akeem Talib. Outspoken, no holds barred, speaking his mind. Tuesday at 8.15 on the Vic Lombardi Show. Presented by Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Metro21homes.com. By Icon Suit. Professionally tailored suits in Cherry Creek. And by Honda Power Equipment. Power you can trust. The Akeem Talib Show. Every Tuesday, all season only on Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. This is John Elway. I joined the American financing team for one simple reason 
They look out for homeowners in Colorado. They're solution providers and will take the time to understand your goals and objectives. Your needs may not be the same as your neighbors. Here's something I appreciate. They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. That's different than most of the other guys. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. It's called responsible lending, and that's what drives the culture at family-owned American financing. Are they any good? The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for new home loan or refinance, I recommend calling American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. Rates won't stay this low forever. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Here we go again with Colorado's season of change. The leaves change, the temperature changes, even quarterbacks change. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza, where we can help you change into that new Jeep you've spent the summer dreaming about. Nobody does it like Johnson Auto Plaza. The Jeep celebration event brings special incentives on every new Jeep in the lineup. There's the new Cherokee. It's best in class, four-wheeler of the year. Jeep Wrangler, the classic, just keeps getting better. The signature Grand Cherokee. It's won more awards than any SUV on the planet. You can test drive a Patriot, a Compass, or the incredibly priced Jeep Renegade. With hundreds of new Jeeps in stock, right now, Johnson has your kind of change. It's the perfect partnership. Jeep provides the savings, and the Johnson family provides that way of doing business that turns first-time buyers into lifetime customers. Change into your new Jeep at Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85. Johnson Auto Oh boy, look at the time. I gotta get to work. I need something to eat. Something fast but nutritious with a little pick-me-up would be nice. Aha! Honey smoked salmon. With a natural, long-lasting energy boost of omega-3s and protein, honey smoked salmon contains many of the things you're looking for in an energy drink. Mmm, honey smoked salmon with cream cheese and a bagel? Good morning. Honey smoked salmon from the Honey Smoked Fish Company, the ready-to-eat energizing superfood. Available at Costco, King Supers, Safeway, and Sam's Club. The Altitude 950 traffic update. An accident coming in now. This is reported along northbound I-25 approaching Ridgegate Parkway. Backing up traffic, the two right lanes are blocked. Traffic is brought to you by the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. All lanes reopen northbound I-25 at the Northwest Parkway, but watch for some residual slowdowns. When buying a thermometer, trust over 50 published studies supporting the accuracy of the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. Pick one up at your local club warehouse or other fine retailers today. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Live at Nuggets Media Day, we're here in the auxiliary court where the Nuggets practice every day, so of course we had to attempt some threes. The NBA threes long, man. I just went over. I just pulled a, I just hit the golden sombrero of three-point shooting, 0 for 5. HW goes up there with that disgusting-looking form of his. What is that, man? That's like half, what is your form? Who uh, taught you that? That's like Bill Cartwright at the free throw line. All I know is I splashed a walk-off three and beat you. Jeez, so, was, I'm not too sure worried hard about to watch. At one point, it was a combined 0 for 9. Yeah. And... Jesse had to save all the equipment twice, and I had to save it once. Because right. your bricks were just rolling this direction. 
was disgusting. Yeah, his shoot. Some of us stayed here at the table and were, you know, knocking out some work while you guys were goofing around. Jesse, when you watched him shoot, did you not cringe as I did? I cringed. It's like, how does he even get the shot off? He was so, almost going for so half the guy court. who lost. <laughs> yeah, I like that the ball went through the, the hoop. I had two go halfway down. It's one of those days. Don't you guys know how it works? All right, so we go to dinner Friday night. Merrillad paid off his bets, finally. Um, what was the name of that place we went to? Uh, Del Frisco's Grill over oh. at uh, First and St. Paul. Chief and I do Park. want to say it was very fun, very pleasant. It we was. had a great time with the ladies. I told you that my wife would talk incessantly, and she, she did. did. She did. She, she carried 75% of the conversation. No doubt. And um, it was fine. We had a good time. So we had a bet on Friday, uh, the Power 5 question of the day. Who would come closest to predicting the final number, the tally, the bill, including tip? Somebody hit it almost head on, right? Uh, pretty darn close. And here's the thing. We had one person that was barely under. We had one person that was barely over. The difference, one person, the person that was under was within $11.88. The person who was over was within twelve twelve. So it was 24 cents separated winning from losing here. Wow. Because the total was three seventy six eighty eight, and we had a what three sixty five? Yeah, congrats to four two two eight uh, three sixty five. You are the winner, and to Brandon who was at three eighty nine. Apologies, Brandon. I'll you let you off the easy, barely. girl. You did, you did. Now I said you had to be within five percent. Quick math on that was you had to be within like eighteen nineteen dollars. So they win. I will uh, get them a fifty dollar gift card to uh, Del Frisco's. Grill Congratulations. for Congratulations. You know, great. and I let him up. I only went with two bottles of wine. We went with the house wine. House, I, they didn't even look at the wine list. Nah. I didn't even get a chance to look nah, at I it. I said, just give me the house wine. We'll go cheap. No on. cocktails Late early. Easy. No different wine with the appetizers. No salads. We did have dessert. You did have your coffee. Yeah. How right. did you get to 377 then? Hey, you didn't That's do good. anything. Well, we had appetizers. Two appetizers. Four entrees. Two bottles of wine. Dessert. And coffee. If I had to do it all over again, I would have I would have gone with a different selection of wine. Let's be honest. I wasn't going to argue. But I was trying to be nice. And I'm a nice guy. That's what I am. I'm a nice man. Never been guilty of not it, being a nice man. You did take it easy on me, A, which I was fine if you didn't, but I appreciated right. it. And it was a very pleasant evening. All right. Your reaction, guys, when you heard the news. And, again, so much news to uh, to discuss today that happened over the course of the weekend with the NFL number one. But in the NBA... Oklahoma City dives right back into that talent pool. And I don't know how Sam Presti did this because he didn't give up much. But OKC lands Carmelo Anthony. And the immediate reaction from the guy to my left here, HW, I knew this was coming. He says OKC is going to rue the day. I totally disagree. I think Carmelo for this team and the role he will play will be a huge benefit and make OKC a legitimate threat in the West. Wait, hold on, hold on. When they were talking about trading Carmelo to Houston with Chris Paul and James Harden, you not said the same there's not enough basketball to go around. Not the Too same sticky. Well, you have the biggest ball hog in the league in Russell different, Westbrook. Different offense, and different system, different Paul coach, different offense, different oh system, different coach. In OKC with that system, I think Carmelo is going to just look, watch him play for the Olympic team when he plays with people that are oh, better so around sick, him. I'm so sick of that I'm argument. I'm telling you right now. He had some he, Olympic success like eight years ago, and that's what we still go and, back. Answer this question. He's the best Olympic basketball player of all Ever. time. Answer this question. Will Carmelo Anthony be more productive in OKC than he was in New York City? 
Will he be more productive? More productive? Yes. No, because there, there's two great scores he's playing with okay. at OKC. Oh, look who's coming out in that shiny new jersey. Look at this. As long as we're talking NBA, why don't we bring him on board right now? The Joker looking all slim and trim. Number 15 for your Denver Nuggets. Let's get him on a microphone, get him sitting down on Nuggets Media Day. What's up, my friend? How are you? This is loud. Yes, it's very loud. Is it, is it too loud for you? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm good. How you been? Can I play some games here? Oh. Yeah, you can play whatever you want. You're buying a laptop. We are talking to Nikola Jokic here as we kick off Nuggets Media. How was your off season, my man? Great. Yeah. I mean, I was in my hometown. I know. I saw a picture of you when Hess goes out there and some old guy in an underwear. <laughs> that's the professor. Yeah, that's that's the, like old oldest coach, oldest strength coach in my hometown, and he's like old school, like military. Why is he wearing underwear working out with you? That's who he is. <laughs> that's who I. Uh, that's my example. I mean, I don't know what to do. He's just like that. I mean. Hey, so we were talking before you came out here with uh, Carmelo now going to Oklahoma City. Can you imagine how much better this division has gotten, man? Yes. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, every team get get better. We get better. So I think it's not just because of players. I mean, it's, just, uh, it's about willing to play. It's about to get on the floor and do whatever just for winning. It's not just the players. I think it's like more mentality. Yes, it is. It's mentality to run for it here in the West. All right, so we saw Minnesota get better via the draft and free agency. OKC did it. You guys add Paul Millsap to the mix. Have you got a chance to work with Paul yet? Yes, what do you think? Yes, actually we played together. I like him. He's a really humble guy. Um, he know what he needs to do and he know oh, he's really patient. Whatever, when he play on the post, on, on the height, whatever, yeah. he's really patient. So, Every move he does, he do uh, he does with, with a purpose. So he he's gonna be really good for us. On the defensive end, will he free you up a little bit, allow you to be more creative both sides? You don't like that question? No. I mean, uh, I think we just because it, like we we like to play offensively together. Yeah. I think we're gonna be like uh, to play defensively together too. So we're gonna help each other, not just mills up or me, with me or I think just everybody together. What part of your game will be better this year? What part uh, did you work on in the offseason? Not making fouls. Yes. In, in well, how do you work? Okay, hold on a second, Nicole. How do you work on that in the offseason? Would uh, you have your brothers just smack you a few times and you didn't react? <laughs> yes, actually, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's hard to do, though, because you get frustrated like many great players. You get frustrated. How are you going to hold off? Easy. I think it's going to chill off. I mean, just I cannot change what happens, so I'm just going to do... I bet. I'm just gonna uh, like pretend that it's never happened. Mm-hmm. Is the team going to play differently from a year ago? Uh, will Millsap change the style of play? I mean, you guys are the, the probably the the most creative passing team in the league, and it starts with you. Will that change at all, or will you do more of the same? I mean, I think we're gonna. I'm thinking we're gonna do the same. I mean, we're gonna be, uh, play the same way. We're gonna share the ball. We're gonna play. We're gonna be aggressive. We're gonna run. I mean, he does. He just one big like play one 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 piece of our whole team. So yeah. I mean, he just he gonna like I say connect with us and is we gonna play. I think we're gonna play the same. Physically, how do you feel? Because I know part of your offseason you wanted to get you dude. You got look at those biceps, Jesse. Do you see that? Come on. I mean, seriously. Come yes, on. Yes, I see. I see Come biceps. Yes, yes. I see them. What were you doing in the offseason to get stronger besides working out I with mean, the guy in underwear? 
<laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't work, work out with him. <laughs> Felipe was there. Uh, Has was there. Yeah, Has gone. So, uh, Felipe, Felipe was with me. Augie was with me to work out on yeah. my basketball. Like I think like a whole month, one like two times per two weeks. So like probably whole month. Felipe was with, with me. Uh, Has with me. So uh-huh. I was working on my body. I just I didn't trail this summer. All right, Nicola. What what are your goals for this team this year? What do you hope to accomplish? I mean, when I say playoffs, do you shy from that, or is that a legitimate goal? Uh, Yes, yes, uh, yes. Um, I just want to, like, eight seed or whatever. I just want to, like, this team to go game by the game. Okay. Like, just to to concentrate on on the game I had. Not make a goal like... Playoffs or whatever, and then we we lose couple games, and we're like, oh, we're not gonna do this. Yeah. I, I think we just need to be constantly on game ahead of us, and that that's gonna lead us where we want to go. So be patient, but understand that at the end of the season, you have certain expectations. Yes. We all do. Well, you look good, my man. Thank it's, you. It's fun it. to see you again. Uh, go work out a little bit more. But yeah. you know what you gotta do before you do these pictures here? You gotta go do some push-ups, man. No. Get, yeah, get some lines on your. Make it look even stronger. Mm-mm. Go do a few. That's not me. <laughs> Thanks, Nikola. Appreciate it. That's Nikola Jokic, everybody, here at Nuggets Media Day. We'll be visiting with Nuggets players and coaches throughout the course of the morning and the afternoon. Those new uniforms look tight. Those look good. I mean, I didn't until you see them on players. And I know that they didn't make many changes, subtle changes, but what they did, I like those unis. Yeah, that's sharp. That is sharp. So he looks... He looks more svelte. That's what I just good. said to Tim. I said, man, he looks, and I didn't mean this bad. I mean, yeah. good. Like, he looks skinnier. Well, last year, you know, and he's he's not afraid to talk about this because he had to deal with it all year. He had a little bit of that baby fat going. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. This year, he looks like a hooper. Yeah, we looks, will see if it translates on the court. He looks like he spent the offseason getting ready for the season. Yeah. By the way, we have major controversy on the text line. We have multiple people claiming they were closer. The good news is our text line allows us to search what you said and when you sent it. Closer so, in, uh, in in guessing what the bill would the be bill last was, Friday. I will do some research. We will make sure. But, again, everything's time stamped. So yeah. we'll, we'll take a look You know what you should through. do if you want to break the tie? Have them guess Nicola's actual weight right now. Is he going to step on a scale We'll have today? him do it. Well, okay. yeah, he, he's right. got a physical he's got to undergo. Right. That could break I, any tie. I will be shocked if it's an actual tie. But we did have it within 24 cents as far as we could tell. But you're saying somebody was closer than the $11.88. We got people claiming they guessed 384, 385, 373. We got people claiming all kinds of things. We'll take a look. Well, the landscape in the NBA continues to move west. Every good player wants to work out west. Dwayne Wade buys out his contract in Chicago, actually gives Chicago money. What do you give him, like $8 bucks? Here you go, let me out. And now he's looking at three teams, Cleveland, San Antonio, Miami. If he ends up in San Antonio, I mean, you might as the All Star game. Why even have an All Star game? Every All Star is on the on the Western side. Is it really that big of a get at this point, Dwayne well, Wade? You know, you know what he is. He's a glue guy that can finish a team. He's not going to uh, propel a team. He can finish a team. Okay. So I think it is for a team that's close. I think it is a get. You play him a few times during the year. You don't play him too much. Yeah, it can be. Jamal Murray walking out here, getting ready for Nuggets Media Day. We are live here at the Auxiliary Court. Pepsi Center will be here all morning. You got the Vic Lombardi show right here on Altitude 950. Altitude 950 is your home for great sports talk. Uh, Rick Dennison knows that defensive personnel pretty damn well, as well as anyone. Yes. 
and he had that crossing route where Chris Harris Jr. is trying to chase a receiver coming across the all the way across the field, and it's you know it, it worked to perfection multiple times for the Bills. That's a tough play for Chris Harris to try to defend, but he knew a what the Broncos like to do, and b what the weaknesses are on on certain players on that defense, and he took advantage of it. How many times did the Buffalo Bills go to the play-action boot, having Tyrod Taylor roll out, take time, find a receiver? They must have run that play 12 to 15 times in that game with success. Yeah, and he had a couple of big plays that he just missed the throw. Otherwise, he has an even bigger day. KKSE, Parker, Denver. This is the home of your Colorado Rapids. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. They're just, they're a really good group. I mean, we knew coming in that we'd have our hands full, obviously very talented front, and um, safeties are really good players, and um, the young corners can play a little bit too, so... Um, they played really well. That's Trevor Simeon after a disappointing effort yesterday in Buffalo. Hate to tell you, I told you so, but I saw that one coming. A lot of disappointing efforts by quarterbacks around the league. Derek Carr in Washington. Heck, Big Ben against Chicago. A lot of quarterbacks looking very pedestrian. Why is that, guys? Why, why, why are we seeing the quarterback position suddenly struggle more than any other season? We're seeing it across the board. Well, you know, a lot of it you hear, and, and they blame it on the the new CBA and the lack of practices. Is that you know what the offensive line play isn't very good. Yeah. And if you watched Oakland and Washington last night, Derek Carr would set up, and he'd immediately have the pocket just collapse on him. He didn't really. He had no time to throw the football. Um, so I think that is part of it. Is you're not getting very good protection up front. I saw a lot of that on Twitter yesterday from. Bronco fans trying to defend Trevor Simeon. I didn't think their offensive line was that bad yesterday. I thought he had some time to make some throws. I thought he missed some throws, and I thought he made some bad decisions. I, I just, I, I thought he was fine in the first half. He kind of played like he had in the first two games, and then he just fell apart in the second half. This is the nature of the National Football League. As much as I was willing to tell you why the Broncos would lose to Buffalo, I'm here to tell you six days before kickoff. The Broncos are going to beat the Raiders this Sunday. Broncos are going to win at home. I- I'm going to give you that one now. I'll wow. give you that. I'll give that to you ahead of schedule. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. That, that would put me off my pace for six and ten because this is a game I have them losing. I had them two and two at the bye. I have a feeling you're, they're going to be two and two at the bye, and we're going to spend more than a week talking. Is it time That's to go fine. to Brock? It's not even worth talking about. It. Is it Brock time? It's not even worth discussing this game. This is ask. a game the Broncos will win. The matchup situation. Helps the Broncos. I love what Washington did defensively to those receivers. And guess what? The Broncos can do the very same thing. They can do the very same thing to Oakland's receivers. I don't see them having an issue against Oakland. It's weird. It's all about matchups. You know, it's funny, though. When you're talking about the bad quarterback play yesterday, you didn't mention what Aaron Rodgers did with the game on the line. You didn't mention what Tom Brady did with the game on the line. Uh, you didn't mention, and I, and I know it didn't turn into a win, but Matthew Stafford once again leads his team Boy, they got all the way off. down. So yeah. you saw what elite quarterbacks do. Yeah. And you're going to say, oh, you're just spoiled. You... No, those guys are elite quarterbacks. Elite quarterbacks yeah. at the end of games can make plays yeah. because you know what? Teams rush three or they rush four. Yeah. They put seven or eight in zone, and you got to be able to fire it in between. So people, what's your point? And 13 can't do those it. Those guys are elite quarterbacks. It's why I've been saying for 
two years that people are are missing the boat on this guy. He's a game manager who can't make those plays when he has to. And we saw it as soon as they fell behind yesterday in the second half, he fell apart. He was 4 for 10, 36 yards and two picks. He completed half as many passes to the Bills as he did the Broncos once it was 20 to 6. As impressed as I am with 40-year-old Tom Brady's ability to rally his team, you notice those last three plays, right? You notice that there were opportunities for that game to end, and somehow Houston lets it slip right through their hands. There was an sure. interception deep and went right through his hands. But it was is third and eighteen, and he makes the play. And I don't know, I don't know what who else you would want um, having the football in their hands at that point. I mean, he he, he showed why he's Tom Brady. It's third and eighteen. He how makes about, the play. How about the fumble that was recovered by New England? <laughs> Look, you got to get a few things to go your way. Uh, but it, yes, you but do. New, New England's, you know why New England's great? Because yeah. they believe their quarterback's going to do the great things. But they That's also why. do the little things. I, I agree. They score the touchdown, and of course they get the two-point conversion Listen, to make it a three-point You're not going to hear me discount what he means to that team and the confidence he brings to that line of scrimmage. You're not. I mean, the point I'm getting at is every quarterback has a bad day at the office. They I all get do. it. I get it, but it's, it's not about having a bad day at the office. It's about seeing what can they do in situations. Right? And if people act like I've said Trevor Simeon is never going to throw a touchdown and he's going to go 0-16. I've never said that. What I've said is he's a road to nowhere because he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback who can't make plays on the road, in the fourth quarter, playoffs on the line. We're yet to yeah. see it. We're yet right. to see it. Back to the question we had re- regarding Emmanuel Sanders' catch that was taken away from him, which was ridiculous. And I asked, what does it take to make a catch anymore besides watching it with your eyes, right? You know, how many steps do you have to take? How, how much do you have to control the ball? I asked people this. Some guy on Twitter says, at this point, you have to pack it up, put a ball on it, ship it, open it up for Christmas, hand it to your kids, and then it's a catch. I mean, there's no more just obvious catches in it. Every, everything's got to be reviewed. Everything's got to be replayed. Who called for that replay? Was that a, was that it a, was a challenge by Buffalo? That was a yes. Buffalo challenge. Because it happened right so in front of their sideline. You saw them all going crazy the second just the ball hit the ground. Well, let me just, and, and I've said this for years. I hate replay. I don't think it makes anything better. If you didn't have replay yesterday, and the Sanders catch stood, and the the Lions won the game at the end, would there have been? Any more controversy yeah. than there is now explain, with replay? Let's, let's explain what happened at the end of that Lions game because that was critical. Well, what a blow to the Lions. They they execute a play down the stretch from the two-yard line. Golden Tate catches it. Now he's short. His knee touches before the goal line. Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. There was eight seconds left. But they stopped to review the play. Correct. All right, so now the clock is useless because they stopped to review the play. Once they get action going again, the referee comes on the field and says, sorry, we have to take 10 seconds off the clock because of the review, and the game's over. Now, what the hell is that all Remember about? the Bronco-Kansas City game last year here, and there was a review right at the goal line when Kansas City drove down, down eight? And yes. They, it, what, did, did they call it short and gave him the touchdown, or was it the other way around? Because I don't remember the 10-second yeah. runoff, but it was a play right at the right at the goal line. It was almost the exact same situation. I don't recall. And there was a review, yeah. but I don't remember how that how that went. Yeah, I don't recall. But the 10-second runoff, as much as that sounds unfair, it's actually right, because had they called him down, the clock's running. They would have gotten there in time. They're Detroit's right there. not going to get a playoff. Yeah, they will. They're, no, they're, they won't. They're, they're a yard no, away. No way. No way. No, they don't. They don't. They they snap the ball with eight seconds left. They're not going to run the play, get up there, set up, and spike it in that amount they, of time. You don't think an NFL team in a span of eight seconds can snap a football when they're already there? There's not a long play. It was a two yard play. They're I there. I don't know. I it, think it, they got it, screwed. It's a tough way to lose a game, though. Boy, that is a. 
that is a tough pill to swallow. But if they stop the clock there, Vic, and review it, it's essentially giving them a fourth timeout. That's not fair to Atlanta either. Okay. It's a no-win situation. We're going to go through our whole NFL schedule, how we did. The little degenerates, yes. they're just continuing to kick butt. They they're didn't making have, us look they, silly. They didn't have a very good week. Better than us. They were better than yes. us. Yes. But I want to discuss quickly before we go to break, are you more comfortable now with the Rockies' two-game cushion going into the final six games, the final week? Is it enough? Yeah. Is for, two games enough? For as bad as yesterday was for the Broncos, it was a great day for the Rockies. The Cardinals lost. The Brewers lost. They won. They have not played good baseball, but they've gotten more help than I think we anticipated to be up two after that road trip. Would they go two and four on the six-game road trip, yeah. and they're still up two? But how unsettling. Yes, if you go two and four and you get a gift of a two-game lead with six to go at home, you better make the playoffs. Well, Chassin just shut them down on Saturday. Oh. I mean, just, they couldn't muster up. Made them look bad. Yes. They're still a plus one on my four-point plan, so I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. I just think that the stretch run for both the Cardinals and the Brewers will eventually do them in. Because well, the, they the got Cardinals a have much the tougher Cubs schedule. Cardinals have today. the Cubs. They have four against the Cubs, and then the Cardinals and the Brewers play each other. The last game of the season. So, uh, at a certain point, they're just going to cancel out each other, like we've said all along. So, uh, Jamal Murray approaching uh, the stage as we speak. What's up, Jamal? How you doing? He's going to get a microphone on. We're going to talk to uh, Jamal, see how he's feeling in the off season, how it did him this summer. How you doing, my man? Doing great. You're man. looking good. Appreciate it. Good to be back in uniform. Uh, always good. It's not a. It's Nike now. Yeah, I know. Huh? So was the off season because this is your first NBA off season? Was it quick? Was it long? What What did it feel like? Did it go like this, or did it take a while? Uh, it took a while for me because yeah. of my surgery, so sure. I wasn't able to do much uh, after the season and um, just focus on my body. And I was here for most of the time, so it kind of slow for me. Um, but you know, I had more time to think. For, the, for those that don't recall. Rem- Take us through. Your, it was a double hernia surgery. Is that what it was? What yeah, was the exact was surgery? Core muscle related. It was just stuff ripping apart. So, and it bothered you all season. When did it yeah. start hurting you it's last year? Continuously got worse. No. And, and, and the only solution was surgery. Yeah. But you said I'm going to play through it. I'm going to get to the end of the year, and then we'll deal with it then. Yeah. Yeah. Man, and how were you able to move around and do what you did with that issue? I wasn't able to do much. Well, you still jump, you still dunk. You had a couple of games do where you were throwing it. That's what I keep telling people. Can you imagine Jamal Murray fully healthy? Yeah, you'll, be, you'll be able to see this year. It's much different now. What, was there a particular play that led to it, or was it just over over time? It's over time. Um, but it was just like, you know, some games, some days we better, you know. But getting out of bed and all that was it was just part of it. It was destroying my core. It's hard to sit up and all that. So. Um, yeah, there was no power in me, so now now I'm I'm 100% feeling great. How many shots do you think you put up in the off season? If you had to give me a number, <sighs> thousands, thousands, <laughs> thousands. Yeah. Have you changed anything about your game? Did you work on anything in specific? Is there something you said I'm going to make this happen this off season? A lot of mid range, a lot of just efficiency. Like I said, I couldn't play for a long time, so I had a lot of thinking to do and watch a lot of game film and all that. So. Um, I have my own kind of mental stuff I'd like to work on. Um, out. Paul Millsap, got a chance to sit down and visit with him yet? Yes, I have. We got a chance to figure out our pick and roll, uh, play against each other, you know, all that. So, you know, it's exciting to see what, we're, what we can do against other teams, but we look good right now. What is it about his game that's going to make you guys better? His versatility. Mm-hmm. I think his versatility at the four is, uh, is crucial. Um, he can score, he can pass, he's patient. Um, I think that's you know, all within our offense. I can't wait, Jamal, because you guys are already a great passing team. 
with him in there who's not afraid to pass the ball either. This is going to be fun to watch, isn't it? Sure, and for a guard like you, you and Gary and everybody, you cut to the basket, you'll get the ball. Yep. Yep. Is the offense going to change at all, or is it going to be the same thing we saw? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, we'll all have our own playing styles when you know certain groups are on the court. Like we said, we got so many guys, so yeah. um, we'll figure it out. But you know, up tempo, young. Yeah, you know, we got an athletic group, so see what can happen. Dude, you guys got better, but so did Minnesota. And you saw what OKC just did with Carmelo landing there, yeah. Paul George, yeah. and everybody else. My God, this division's tough, huh? That's fine. You're good with that? Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we're all right. I believe in our team. Yeah. But did it surprise you at all when you heard the news that Carmelo was going there, or did oh, you yeah. pretty Surprised. much expect it? No, I didn't. I mean, out of nowhere, it was OKC. So, I mean, I didn't really know. Um, and then Kyrie gone. Just, you know, everybody. It's a big off season, so. You know what I love? I love the fact that so many more games now on your schedule you circle. The OKC games, they're very big now. Yep. The Minnesota games. I see Minnesota as becoming a very serious rival. Do you have a team that you say, I want that to be our rival? Is there a team out there? Um, no, just the best of the best. Yeah. No, we're just trying to you know, be the best of the best. And, um, you know, we beat the best teams and, and we've lost to the worst teams. Yeah. So, you know, we just got to stay consistent what we do and, and not, you know, overthink any opponent. Well, my man, it's good to see you back here. It's good to have you healthy again. Yes, sir. Me you too. enjoy your season. Appreciate All right. it. That Thank is Jamal you. Murray, everybody. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. We are live from Nuggets Training Camp. It is media day here at Pepsi Center. We're back after this timeout on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. Newest Colorado Avalanche joins us on the program. It's Neil Yakupov. Can I ask you about your previous jobs, Neil, with uh, the St. Louis Blues and the Edmonton Oilers? Did you have a lot of fun playing hockey? Was that was it a fun time for you at all? Well, it was kind of ups and downs, but uh, I think I didn't get much excited time there, which which I won't have, but I mean, it's life, and uh, I tried, I tried hard every day, but you know, it seems like the things I didn't really work well for me, and uh, and then I just uh, made another step, and I just uh, want to keep moving forward, and we'll see what happens with that. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Buying or selling a house doesn't need to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling. Lucas Akers and his team of agents all over the Denver area can help save you money. Why pay a 6% commission? With Metro 21 Real Estate, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. Find out how they can help you or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. Tell them you heard about what they have to offer on the radio. NMLS 158-1504. Bacon and eggs, bacon and eggs, bacon and eggs. Bacon and there's got to be something else to have for breakfast. For a fresh spin on breakfast, try Honey Smoked Salmon from the Honey Smoked Fish Company with your eggs or with an English muffin. It's full of omega-3s and protein, so you'll feel natural energy all day. Mmm. 
Tomorrow, Honey Smoked Salmon and Pancakes. Honey Smoked Salmon from the Honey Smoked Fish Company. The ready-to-eat, energizing superfood. Available at Costco, King Supers, Safeway, and Sam's Club. Fall is the perfect time of year to get your house painted inside or out. And do it with the company celebrating their 25th anniversary, Serta Pro Painters. Hurry to get on Serta Pro's fall painting schedule before the colder weather arrives. For a free estimate, call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CertaPro.com. And that's Serta with a C. Free estimates, high-quality paints, color consultations. Find it all with Serta Pro Painters. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Serta Pro Painters. We do painting. You do life. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from Jack's Outdoor Gear Ranch and Home in Loveland. And enjoy for home or play. Visit jacksmercantile.com. Altitude 950 traffic update. Traffic is backed up to around Castle Pines Parkway at least on northbound I-25 because two right lanes are blocked with an accident approaching Ridgegate Parkway. Traffic brought to you by the Exergen Temporal Scanner. There's also an accident reported on the ramp from northbound I-25 to eastbound 6th Avenue. So watch for activity there. An accident westbound Hamden after Colorado. When buying a thermometer, trust over 50 published studies supporting the accuracy of the Exergen Temporal Scanner thermometer. Pick one up at your local club warehouse or other fine retailers today. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Man, I always love, no matter the sport, no matter the sport, media day, first day of practice, first day of camp, hope is in the air. These guys look as healthy as they're going to look all year, right? You just heard from Jamal Murray, who told us, you know, coming off double hernia surgery. I mean, he played the entire season last year. It happened early in the season. Not 80, late. 82 games, right? Played early in the season, and he got injured and played the entire year with that injury. So yeah. I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to see everybody shake that stuff off. And, you know, that's what happens in the NBA. It's one of those marathons where everyone's going to get hurt at some point. You're not going to play every game freely without injury. Yeah, it's it's the battle of attrition portion of it, right? Of the eighty-two game season, but um, we've already had have we had two of the three from the big three? Yeah, is that, is that yeah, the big three? Much, is yeah. going to qualify? Yeah, we'll be here all day. Paul Millsap is uh, expected to join either our show or the show that follows Hastings and uh, Brownman. We're going to be here till one o'clock, correct? At uh, Nuggets Media Day, as the Nuggets embark on yet another season. This is the the fiftieth anniversary, sports fans. Year number fifty. Of Denver basketball, mile-high basketball. Last time you were this excited for the start of a Nuggets season. It's been a while. I think it'd be the yeah. year after the 57 yes. wins. But yeah. even that had a little bit of trepidation, right? Cause There's so much massive Iguodala change. had left. Yeah. Uh, it, massive change going on. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, this is the most excited I've been for a Nuggets season Again, I, in I, I, I agree. pushing a decade. I tell people this. Eh, not that long. I tell Six, people this. Years. I'm excited over the fact that the division is so stacked. Some people may view that and say, oh, that's, that's going to be hard. I think it's great. I think it makes every division game a must-see game. I love the fact that OKC is stacked all of a sudden again. I love the fact that Minnesota added players. I think that makes them an easy game to get motivated for. And who wouldn't want that? Let's go. Let's roll it out. These guys don't seem scared about it. No, I'm with you. But every once in a while, you, you pardon the pun, you'd like a layup. 
Well, layups are hard to right. come by in the Western Conference. I know. I know. And it, hey, look, it's the same yeah. for everybody, yeah. though, right? I mean, everybody's going to be dealing with that same yeah. situation. But there aren't going to be, at least when they're playing within the conference, there aren't going to be a lot of nights where it's like, okay, you can kind of, you know, coast to this one. It's going to be night in, night out, just a battle. Well, Guys, and it's, real quick, it's funny. You look at the standings last year. The Jazz were the, they won the division. They were the best team in the division. They were the five seed. I'm fairly confident in saying Utah is the worst team in, in this division now. They're going to go from first to worst, in my opinion. I am looking right now, and this was uh, thrown around after the uh, Carmelo to Oklahoma City talks started to engage. I'm looking at a list of players in the West versus the East. And you know how they make the All-Star appearances every year. How on earth do you make the All-Star game equitable when you have so much talent in the Western Conference? I want you to listen to some of the names in the West versus the East. Okay, In the Eastern Conference, these are the big names out East. Okay, You got John Wall, LeBron, you got the Greek Freak, you got Gordon Hayward, who made the move, Kyrie Irving, he is out east, uh, Bradley Beal, Isaiah Thomas, those guys are all pretty legit players, obviously. The list of players out west is about five times that amount. Five times. I mean, you can go up and down every division and blow that list out of water. You could almost make a team out of players who moved to the west this year. That could compete with that Eastern Conference. Let's 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 list them. Here's here are players that moved out west. Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Paul Millsap moved out west. Who are some of the other players? Carmelo. Carmelo moved out west. That's four alone that made the move out west that made the West even that much more formidable. I mean, when will the time come where the, the conference affiliation thing changes and they just play basketball and there is no conference? It's just the top 16 teams go to the playoffs. I mean, it's crying for it right now. This is almost insane. Well, and people will always say, well, it's cyclical. Doesn't it seem like the Western Conference has been stacked for two decades? Yeah, forever. It just seems like this has been the situation where we keep saying, man, if the, if the Nuggets were out east, they'd be, a, they'd be a four seed. It's been this way for a long time. So yeah, maybe it'll maybe the pendulum will swing that way, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. All right, this is just the Northwest Division. All right, and somebody just had a list of players who are, if they had to pick an All-Star team, this this is just the Northwest: Westbrook, Butler, George, Millsap, Gobert, Jokic, Anthony Towns, Lillard, McCollum, Rubio, Carmelo. Gary Harris. I mean, listen to some of these names just in this division. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I but love it. You know what? When you buy Nuggets tickets, yeah. you come out here. I gonna, love it. So, Micah, you're going to see uh, almost every night you come out here, you're going to see a, a heck of a matchup. Yes, you that's are. The, that's the good part. Well, of that's it. why I appreciate it. I love the fact that it's stacked. Texers chime in four seven four six says, "I don't think an old mellow really makes OKC much better." I couldn't agree more. I disagree with the texter. I think I, I think OKC is going to have. Uh, trouble distributing the basketball because there's too many alpha guys on that team. Uh, I, I just I see him as a 45 well, to 47. Come on, team. guys, let's not be naive. How much is really going to change in Oklahoma City? Who's going to get the most shots on that team? And you think Melo's just going to go just, quietly? I'm just telling you, who's going to get the most shots on that team? Westbrook, Russell of course Westbrook. he is. Okay. Who's going to get the second most? I think Melo might. Uh, Who's a better player? Paul George well, is a know, better player. Paul George point. is a significantly better player. He's a better defensive player, two-way player, that's for sure. But you know what? If he knows his role and understands his role and embraces his role, there's no way he doesn't make that a better team. Just by nature alone, he'll make it a better team. 
Yeah, we haven't seen, though, a lot where Carmelo Anthony has been the third best player on his team. We've, uh, we've never seen it outside the Olympics. Yeah. And I know you don't like to hear the Olympic thing, but he's great in that environment. He had to carry all the load, for the most part, during his tenure in New York. He was the number one guy here. I think, I, and, and I'm a mellow guy. But even I can say, look, he's not, if he's your number one, if he's your carrying your team, you're, you're limited in how far you're gonna go. He's not a Babe Ruth guy, but not he's a Melo guy. Yeah. But, now that he's the third best player on that team, I think he's gonna shine. I think he's okay. gonna excel. He can swallow his pride, James, for four or five games in the Olympic, Olympics, to help his team win a gold medal. You really think this guy can swallow his pride for an 82-game regular season? I don't know. When Russell Westbrook's jacking up 40 shots a night? I don't know. And Paul, and he's third fiddle? Who did? He, who was he supposed to defer to in New York? Well, that's his fault for making them gut the entire roster saying, to get him but, there. But it's, it's, it's really easy to accuse a guy of being selfish when he's wanting the ball because there's really nobody else to go to. If he's selfish when Russell Westbrook is on his team, then yeah, he should be ripped. But... If he doesn't have anybody worth deferring to and he's saying he wants the basketball, I don't think that's a problem. I, I think he's a dangerous player when he's on a, on a team of this nature. Yes, I think he's going to be a much better player. Uh, listen to this, and this number blows everything out of the water. 27 players in the game today have made multiple all-NBA teams, 27 of them. 22 of those 27 reside in the East, or in the West. I'm sorry. That's crazy. 22 of the 27 reside in the West. Hey, Danny says hello, Sparky, on the text line. Danny, some guy Danny knows you. So just so you know, wanted to wanted to send that message. Sparky Gonzalez and the rest of the crew out here as we are at Nuggets Media Day here on the Nuggets practice court at Pepsi Center. Vic is the mayor. He knows everybody. Well, you got to know some people here. I'm here all the time for crying out loud. Bobby's running around running the show. Trust me, if you want to get in places, no Bobby. All right, real quick. Did you see, too? When Jamal Murray walked by our table, yeah. he picked up your basketball, and he fired a fadeaway from about six feet behind the three-point line. Splash. Yeah. We, yeah. we took ten shots among us, and I think we hit the rim twice. And but... Jamal Murray just fired yeah. fired from about uh, 35 feet yeah. out. Uh, somebody on the uh, text line also made mention of this, and he or she is exactly right. Every Denver team, if you think about it, is in the toughest division in its respective sport. The Nuggets, you can argue, are in the toughest division in basketball. The Rockies are in the toughest division in baseball. The Broncos and the AFC West, the toughest division. And the Avs, I mean, it's the Blues, it's the Blackhawks, it's the Wild. They're right there, too. It's all four of them. That is a good point. The Broncos right now, though, you look at the AFC West differently after what happened this weekend? Are, are, are the Raiders what they are stacked up to be? They were so bad last night. I mean, they were. They should have been shut out. You understand until the final drive, which was just a, a charitable drive, they had 95 yards of offense. They 95. were awful. They were awful against the Washington team that nobody thinks is the 85 Bears, right? They were They were so bad. I, I, it's impossible not to question the Raiders after that performance. It's not that they went out there and lost. It's how bad they looked in defeat. I think Kansas City's pretty darn good, and you watch that team, and you watch the way they get all their weapons involved in some of the creative plays. I don't know if you guys saw much of that game, but the little shovel pass they had for the touchdown sure. down at about the five-yard line. It's like, man, they're tough to defend because they're, they're pretty darn creative. Um, I think Kansas City, through three games, looks like the class of the division. I don't even think it's close. Guys, September football is tough to predict because you get things like this. You get the Bears beating the Steelers. You get the Patriots barely holding off the Texans. You get weird games in September. That's why, don't worry, man. Calm down. 
Everything will regulate come October, November. Don't worry so about losing a worry, road game in but, September. But we all wanted to throw a parade after they dominated yes. Dallas. That's how okay. fans operate. That's, that makes sense. You got that the Vic sense. Lombardi Show. We're live from Nuggets Media Day at the Pepsi Center right here on Altitude 950. Attention homeowners. You need to sell your house. If you have a house $500,000 or more, you need an agent that specializes in high-end homes. That's Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call, and he'll make you the following offer. If you sell your home at a price or time you agree on, if you can't do that, he's going to cut you a check for five grand. If you can do that, you got a home that's sold. Use his system. He recently uh, sold a house for $10,000 more than what the owner thought it was worth using that system. Give him a call today. 720-900-4433. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. That's 720-900-4433. Troy Hansford of the Hansford team. That's 720-900-4433. Altitude 950, home of the Colorado Avalanche. Wants to send you to see the Avs take on the Vegas Golden Knights October 27th. What? In Vegas. What? You and a guest. We've got your airfare, hotel and game tickets, and look who's taking you to dinner. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. It's the Moj Man. We'll have a steak, we'll throw some dice, maybe a cold one, and then we'll get it on with some great hockey. And this is how you win. Keep it on Altitude 950 all day between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. When you hear a Las Vegas-themed movie clip, be the third caller at 3 303-753-0950 and you're qualified. The Abs in Vegas. Only from Altitude 950. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home, especially a new one. The people of Colorado agree and they trust American financing for their new home loans. It's an amazing time to buy and home prices are on the rise. Getting pre-qualified today gives you real buying power. Sellers want to know that you're for real and being pre-qualified by American financing gives them that assurance. And that's the key to winning in a seller's market. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for a new home loan or a refinance, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Now, there's a morning newscast that moves at the speed of Denver. Good morning, everybody. I'm Megan Haller. And I'm Kirk Yonke, bright and early. And gives you an edge all day long. New details overnight. New this morning. Breaking overnight. Get your morning moving with Megan O'Halloran, Kirk Yonke, Pinpoint Weather with Greg Dutra, and Time Saver Traffic with Sam Boyd. Still looking at some slow speeds out there. On the Fox 31 Morning News, starting at 4.30 tomorrow. You know, one of the most popular trends now is custom tailoring for men. Yes, suits, custom tailored. There is nothing better. You look good. You feel good. You don't have to run all over town searching for the right suit for hours on end. At Icon Suits in Cherry Creek, they tailor suits, shirts, and coats custom to your size, your taste, and your lifestyle. Listen, I'm Vic Lombardi. I'm a small man. I need tailoring to fit my body. All within a reasonable price range, too. Browse and select the highest quality fabrics. Have your precise measurements taken by the wardrobe consultant. And soon, your handmade suit from Italy, mind you, is ready for one final perfect fitting. You look great because your suit is perfectly made to your body. Compliment your new suit with some custom shirts, 
new ties and shoes. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. Icon Suit Shop, Cherry Creek, IconSuit.com. Tell them Vic Lombardi sent you. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A big delay coming out of Castle Rock this morning. Unfortunately, it's an accident blocking the two right lanes north on I-25 approaching Ridgegate Parkway. This is backed up traffic all the way back to Founders Parkway. Traffic is brought to you by the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer. Watch for a stall clearing off of north on I-25. This is approaching Hamden, backing up traffic to Orchard. Changes in weather can lead to colds and other ailments. Rely on the most accurate, easiest-to-use thermometer, the Exergen Temporal Scanner. Available at your local club warehouse and other fine retailers. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Ream Pro Partners text line is now open. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Is your furnace ready for winter? Go to ReamProPartners.com today. We can all have our own opinion and it's so fun. Like, you know, I, like I, I've talked to the, about this a hundred times that me and Keith, we have completely different views on life, but we're, close, we're the best of friends. You know what I mean? So... You know, same with me and uh, me and Dumb about Pekka. We have different views on life, but we're still good friends. You know, everybody's you're allowed to have your own opinion. That's the point of being a human is that you're allowed to feel like you're allowed to feel and think the way that you want to feel and think. That's the great part about being a human. That is Derek Wolf after the game yesterday. He had some comments before the game, and I go back to my tenet that I've brought up many times on this show. If the world, if the country operated like a professional locker room, an NFL locker room, an NBA locker room, a baseball clubhouse, if the world operated like these places, it'd be a much better place. Because, let me tell you something, unless you're inside those rooms and you understand what the ultimate goal is and how these guys root for each other and pull for each other, none of this stuff matters. He's right. The politics don't matter. Derek Wolf is a staunch conservative. He's gone on the record. I'm a Republican. I'm this. But you know what? When the game starts, when the whistle blows, none of that matters. Well, it was it was interesting timing because you guys know I'm a big fan. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the football life when it comes out on NFL Network every Friday. Yeah. So I get home from our dinner. I queue it up, and I, I watch it. And it was Emmett Smith this week. Yeah. And the last 15, 20 minutes of that is Emmett Smith and Daryl Johnson. And two guys who played with each other, one's black, one's white, different backgrounds, different upbringings, and the respect and admiration they had for each other. Like, they're both in tears talking about what it was like to block for a guy, what it was like to have yeah. that guy blocking for him, and the teammates and the friends and, 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 and the, the relationship that they built. And it just showed me of like that's that's what's great about sports because all the rest of the crap, yes. you're right, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It was a who could help me succeed on the field, who could help our team win, didn't care where they came from, what color their skin was, what their politics was, any of that stuff. You wake up the next morning, and it's this explosion. So what do you think is going to happen then when the leader of the free world calls people SOBs in a respective sport? What do you think? Guys like Derek Wolf, whose side are they going to go on here? He's going to side with his brothers, his players. No matter what he believes, no matter who he voted for, no matter what he did, He's going to side with the guys next to him in the room. It's uh, it's it's anybody attacking your family. It's anybody attacking of your course. friends. It's anybody attacking your teammates. That's how you're supposed to reply, right? Like, you and I on this show, you know I dislike you greatly, right? A- absolutely. But if anybody Clear. attacks you from outside the family, you're my brother. You're on this show. Yet to that's see the that, way but it works. I, I like the hypothetical, Vic. You know I what do. I'm saying? That's good. And that's what happened over the weekend. What did you think was going to happen? 
Of course they would unite. Of well, course we would see more of it. Of course it would. The it, fans were flamed, man. The president's uh, reaction to it or his comments uh, led to more, significantly more of what he dislikes. It also, uh, TV ratings were up 4% for week yeah. three. And CBS's uh, pregame show, highest ratings it's had since 2010. Again, I will say this, and I will say it with authority. Those, and I've seen it on the text line, I've seen it on my Twitter feed, I've seen people, people have said it to me. Those who continue to threaten to walk away from the game because of the divisiveness or whatever you're seeing, go ahead. I dare you. If, you, if you're a Bronco season ticket holder and you're saying you're not going to go to another game because of what happened, go ahead. Let me see you do it. <laughs> let me see you act. I dare you to. Well, and there was a, I remember when, when Kaepernick went in with uh, the Seahawks and he had the tryout and all that kind of thing, and, and Seahawks fans were tweeting, you know, I'll give up my tickets, and the, the reply was, I'll take them. I'll take them. And nobody nobody took you up on that offer. Now, of course, they, they didn't sign Kaepernick, so it would have been moot, but it's just people flapping their gums, right? They can really give up the Bronco tickets because more than half the players knelt yesterday. They're not giving them up, and if you want to give them up, I'd be glad to take them. Uh, there are there are fifty thousand people waiting in line to take on those tickets. Yeah. Well, and look how many Broncos kneeled in Week One, right? Zero. Look how many Broncos kneeled in Week Two. Zero. And then Trump comes out on a Friday 32. night in Alabama and says this, and thirty-two people kneel. The kneeling thing. The kneeling thing. I'm telling you guys, it was this close to being done. I would it agree. It was this I close it to its being. Purpose. Done. It served its purpose. And I was now there. you've got 32 guys kneeling uh, from the Broncos. You, you've got countless other folks. I mean, did you see LaShawn McCoy yesterday? Yeah. He was stretching. And, he, and, he wasn't even kneeling. He was stretching during it, the anthem. In a, in a roundabout way, and again, hear me out on this, because I know people have disagreed and will continue to disagree. In a roundabout, mysterious, ridiculous way, the president's comments have almost done more to unite the sports world than divide. Now, when I say sports world, sports world, not the rest of the world. I can't speak for the rest of the I live in this bubble, okay? We do this every day. But it's done more to unite than divide. It's the opposite of what happened a year ago, Correct. in my opinion. I mean, you had LeBron James coming out and supporting Steph Curry, two guys yes. that are not necessarily on the same page all the time. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm with you. There was definitely some... Some unification after you that. had Dan Snyder linked arm in arm with his players. Dan Snyder gave a lot of money to Donald Trump's campaign, right? You had each NFL owner issue releases and statements. Every single one. No, there was a handful. There that are didn't. two that have not at this point. Jerry Jones, Jerry Richardson. From what I gather via Twitter, five minutes ago, those two have not yet. But uh, the other thirty have. Here's the other thing, and it, it, I, I think you're right, HW, when you say it was this kneeling thing was almost over. And maybe I'm just short-term memory guy, so I'm going to ask this, and, and you guys can can clue me in. Were there incidents, and do we have a lot of coverage the first two weeks of guys kneeling? I know in Denver yeah. nobody did, but I don't remember seeing it. Was yeah, it the, the effect was no longer there. Was it on Sunday well, Night Football? Did they show there. it? Yeah. Did they show, no. like, Odell Beckham Jr. or Zeke or somebody? Does anybody remember no. in week one or week two no. any coverage or even anyone kneeling? And now it's turned into a hundred times bigger than it ever was. Yeah. It, it, it just is. It, it's something that was a dead issue. It was over, and now it's blown up. You know, I was more interested watching the games yesterday, and I watched Red Zone because I wanted to see exactly how every single team yeah. handled this. Yeah. I was more interested in seeing who didn't kneel. That was my take on this thing. I mean, half more than half of the Broncos did. Who didn't? 
or who didn't send a message well, or offer support. The only two I re- really recall seeing not kneeling were Garrett Bowles and Derek Wolf because they were down by a bunch of guys who were, so they were on camera. Uh, they had their hands on their teammates' shoulders and that sort of thing, but those are two I remember seeing not But you kneeling. can bet if, if Aaron Rodgers or Big Ben, and I know he was in the locker room, or Tom Brady or even Trevor Simeon had kneeled yesterday, it would have been big, big news. I, I don't think any quarterbacks kneeled. I saw Travis Kelsey did yeah. kneel in Kansas City, uh, and I'm not trying to make this a, a race issue, but let's be honest, there's an element of race that is part of this issue. Well, not a, not a single player in the game today will go against his brothers and say something or do something that will hurt his chemistry in the locker room. Not one. We saw it. We saw it yesterday. Everyone said and did Something to save the locker room, including Derek Wolf. We can disagree on a lot of things, but when the game comes around, I respect everybody here. And that's the message. It's pretty easy. In the end, that's the right message. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it was, it was somewhat good to see, and good's not the right word, but, uh, to see, hey, you know what, when somebody attacked their teammates, all these guys sort of circled the wagons and rallied together. That was that was pretty cool to see. Whether you're with what they did or not with with, with what they did, that part of it was cool because that's what sports is all about. Meanwhile, you know how during the uh, president's uh, <laughs> president's rant, he talked about the softness of the game, how it's getting soft. Mm-hmm. Might want to call Darren Sproles about that because Darren Sproles in one play yesterday, one play, not only broke his arm. But tore his ACL. Nothing soft about that. No, uh, that is a uh, <laughs> that's a tough way to have your season. In. My goodness, any one of those things would be awful. They happen at the same yes. time. Yes, one play does his season in two different parts of the body. I ne- I didn't see the play. Ask Marcus Mariota if he thinks the game is soft. By the way, how did Richard Sherman not get ejected for targeting? Well, how did he not get ejected? Or is that just a college rule? It, it's a it's a college rule, but how did he not? He already had one unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. You get two, you're booted. That play certainly could have been one. But how did he not get booted? Not, I mean, he got a he got a penalty for taking off his helmet and arguing with the ref. Then he chased him 30 yards down the field, continuing to argue. How did he not get another flag and get booted at that point? He almost looked like a guy who was trying to get kicked out of the game. He wanted to get ejected. We've got Josh Childers here. Do you, you want to hit a quick yeah, break or get Josh on here? Let's get a break real quick. When we come back, we'll visit with the Nuggets here at Nuggets Media Day, live from Pepsi Center on Altitude 950. He played 1,020 games over 14 seasons. Gilbert and Haydu battle for the puck. He scored 375 goals. What the Haydu shot And on January 6th, the number 23 Avalanche sweater will be raised to the Raptors at Pepsi Center. Where it belongs. Home of the Colorado Avalanche. Salutes Milan Heydu. Milan Heydu. So a few years back, I needed to refinance my house. I had a 30 year, wanted to shorten it to a 15 year. I called my buddy Brent Ivinson from Ideal Home Loans and I've never had the process easier than that day. I did it all online. I didn't even have to see the guy, and he made sure I saved money, and I'm still saving money. Brent, how do you do it? The great thing is, is really because we're a direct lender. You you bring up a great point. You went to a shorter-term mortgage with rates dropping like they have. 
Right now, you can get into a 15-year loan for 2.99% with an APR of 3.125%, and that can have you saving six figures in payments and interest. And the good news is you may not even need an appraisal. So to find out how we can start saving you money, call us at 303-867-7000. That's 867-7000. Or apply online at idealhomeloans.com. Equal Opportunity Lender, regulated by DORA, NMLS 136756. For terms and conditions, call 844-45-IDEAL. Changes in the air, Colorado. Hot days, cold nights, fall is coming, and I say let it come. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for My Car Guys, Johnson Auto Plaza. Let me tell you about making a change in your driveway. Ram Power Days makes this the season for a new Ram truck. Johnson has 350 new Rams in stock, and each one discounted for Ram Power Days. Let the Johnson family introduce you to the Ram family. The Ram 1500, 2500, 3500. Pick a Ram, any Ram. Cummins Diesel or Hemi V. Only the start of the you-make-it-your-own Ram choices, colors, equipment. Pick your favorite digital toys inside. This year, Ram has got the competition on its heels with the most impressive lineup ever. This is the kind of change you want. Ram Power Days. There's no better truck than Ram and no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E-470 on Highway 85. JohnsonAutoPlaza.com. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Now six centers serving families in northern Colorado. Call 800-877-5500 today. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana. In Aurora. The Altitude 950 traffic update. All lanes reopen northbound I-25 approaching Ridgegate Parkway after the right side of the highway was blocked. Backed up traffic all the way to Founders Parkway. Still a very slow stretch, although starting to see some improvement from the front. Traffic brought to you by Amazon. That frontage road also slow. Amazon's hiring full-time warehouse staff in Aurora. They're making on-the-spot job offers this week. Learn more and apply at Amazon.com slash Denver Jobs, an equal opportunity employer. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back to Pepsi Center, live here for Nuggets Media Day on Altitude 950. Pleased to be joined now by Nugget Josh Childress, who's a man after my own heart because he refuses to wear the headgear to mess up his hair here. Dude, I'm the same way, man. When I got my hair rolling, I don't like wearing these headsets. 
So I'm with you on that. It's just a process to put it on, take it off. You know, I'd rather just not. How long? What is your process to put that hair on? Because for oh, those that don't see this, the hair, the, you're actually, what, 6'8 without the hair and about 7'4 <laughs> with the hair. Really, it's, it's pretty simple. I just I just wake up, you know, put a little little gel in there. And, yeah. You know, it's pretty simple. But it's just, you know, any anytime anybody touches it or whatever, <laughs> you know, loses the shape. And you got team photos today, so I understand. Trust me, dude, i got to go downstairs and do some television after this. And I have this big fold on the top of my head because I wore these headsets. <laughs> so I totally get it. All right. The, the Nuggets sign you. And this team, we, we've talked to Jamal Murray. We've talked to Nikola Jokic. You've got your guys who are set on the roster. You're fighting for a job here. Absolutely. How did you decide that the Nuggets would give you that best opportunity? How did you guys engage? Uh, well, you know, I played in the Big Three this summer. Yeah. Uh, and uh, had some conversations with, with Tim Connolly, um, you know, over the course of the summer. And, um, you know, he just offered to bring me in. And I was just thankful for the opportunity and hopeful that I can, uh, you know, make an impression and, and you know, make the squad. And, and you've been around the league, man. I'm looking at your resume. Uh, most recently, you, you played in a couple D-League opportunities. Uh, you were at the Hawks to begin your career for four years. You played in Greece. What was the name of that team in Greece? I played for Olympiacos in Greece. How crazy was that? Was it just a different uh, feel, different game? What insane, is it? Insane atmosphere. It's, uh, you know, hooligan atmosphere, you know, every single game. I mean, they're throwing stuff, they're chanting. Uh, you know, the fans are incredibly passionate. Sometimes a little bit too passionate. It's just part of the deal, right? It's just part of the When you part say they're throwing, what are they throwing? Oh, man, uh, coins, lighters, batteries, <laughs> rolls of receipt paper, like, you name it, you know. Did you ever get hit? I never got hit. Never got hit. Oh my I got gosh. laser pointers putting my eye at the free throw line, but that was about the worst of it. Oh my goodness. I, I couldn't even imagine something like that in the NBA. They'd shut down the league if they ever tried right. that here. <laughs> Alright, so you look at this Nuggets roster and it got better. They added Paul Millsap. What do you think of the players you're surrounded by on this team? Um, very talented group of guys. Yeah. I think that, um, they put together a great team. Um, offensively they're, they're, you know, probably one of the best in the league. I think this, you know, the focus needs to be on the defensive end, yeah. uh, and that's where you know I'm hoping to, to come in and make an impact. Josh, can you explain to me why so many players have migrated out west, and why the Western Conference continues to be the marquee? Why, why is this happening? It's the West Coast, baby. I mean, it's it's truly. <laughs> I, I saw this stat. Listen to this: twenty-seven players have made multiple All NBA teams. Of those twenty-seven, twenty-two play in the Western Conference. And that is unbelievable. Uh, that's an unbelievable stat. That's a number that just, you shake your head at something like that. And the West has been pretty strong for a while, but I don't think, you know, to, to your point, it's been that strong in terms of individual talent. Um, you know, so it's going to be a tough year. And, uh, you know, teams are going to be fighting all year for that, those playoff spots. Uh, but, I mean, that's what the game was about. Did it surprise you when you saw Carmelo Anthony end up in Oklahoma City in yeah, this division? It definitely surprised me. It did. It definitely surprised me. I expected... Um, you know, maybe Houston or, uh-huh. uh, you know, even Cleveland yeah. uh, over OKC. But, I mean, that just shows how much he wanted to get out of New York. Yeah. And, um, you know, OKC is, is definitely trying to make a run. I need to get a hairstyle like Josh Childress. <laughs> I am 5'8 and 3 quarters. With that hair, I would exceed 6 feet. That's what I need right there. Josh, thanks for your time, buddy. Thanks, Appreciate man. it. That's Josh Childress. He's going to take his team photo. Best hair on the team on the roster right now. And, again... He's a man after my heart, not willing to mess up that hair. Let's get the boys back in here. Uh, I'm going to head downstairs after this segment, fellas, because i got to go interview some of the Nuggets for Altitude Television. And I know you guys are going to do our NFL recap. Yes. But uh, this team, there are, there are some new faces and a lot of familiar faces. 
the new guys on this team, let's be honest, it's going to be tough to find playing time. Outside of Paul Millsap, it's going to be tough to find a role on this squad. Very much so. But how nice is it to go into a year where you know who the key guys are, you know what their roles are going to be, and it's, all right, build upon last year. There's no sort of reset, all right, unknowns. That is kind of a refreshing change, which just adds to the excitement heading into the year. Uh, some of the texts we are getting in uh, regarding the Nuggets, the NFL, the rest of sport, and a lot of people agree, it's almost making sports for some more tolerable. And I know people don't want politics in sport. They want to separate the two. But now you run the sport even more because sports gives you something to watch. Sports gives you something to take your mind off of it. Now, it's going to remind you pregame and postgame, but during the game, let me ask you this. During the game yesterday when you're watching the Broncos, were you worried about this whole kneeling thing? Were you worried about any of that? No, no I wasn't. I no. was worried about a bad call made by a referee on a catch. No, didn't I mean, bother me one bit. I wasn't worried about it. And for one week, you know, the pregame shows and, and the, uh, you know, uh, red zone going to the, the stadiums early to show stuff, it was fine. But there is part of me that goes, man, if we have to deal with this conversation week after week after week, that is going to become tedious. It is. But why are we dealing with this conversation? I get it, and, and but it, at some point, I'm just going to be tired of dealing with it. That's just the reality of it. I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I'm not saying what side's Sports right or are what the side's distraction, wrong. yes. It just sort of stinks of like, my gosh, how am I, I'm going here so I don't have to deal with this stuff, and now it's right in my face the, the before the game and after the game and, you know, at halftime and all the rest of that. You're just kind of like, man, hey. look at your Twitter feed yesterday at 10 o'clock. That's all it was about. Oh, I had, a, I had, a, I went off a little crazy on my Twitter feed. I had to remind people that just because I favorite something or like something doesn't yes. mean I agree with it. I use it as fodder for my so radio you go show. back and get it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And, and people don't understand that and automatically jump to conclusions. How do you think, how do you respond to the way Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin handled it? Taking his entire team off the field to start the game. I actually kind of liked his approach. It was, you know what, I'm not going to put you guys in a position to make a decision one way or the other. We talked about this last week, the 30 for 30 on the Washington Redskins during the 1987 strike season. And Joe Gibbs, made the decision he wasn't going to allow any of his regular players to cross the picket line because he, when it was all said and done, he didn't want the, the locker room divided. So he played all three games with 100% scab players. It was a little bit the the, uh, the same approach yesterday for the Steelers of, look, at some point this is going to calm down, and I don't want certain players on the team being mad at other players on our team because some did something or some didn't do something. I thought it was actually a pretty smart approach. But did and you I, see Villanueva? I did. I did. So all the people who say this has nothing to do with the military and things like that, it's interesting the one player on the Steelers who has served in the military came out and was there for the national anthem. So it does because he's a guy who's been in the military. He the line. And he didn't stay in mm-hmm. with his teammates. He came out. That's what makes this a complex issue is because there's a guy who's a teammate of theirs. He's a member of a, of a yeah, national football I, league I guess what bothers roster. me about it is – is the assumption that if someone were to kneel or do something other than stand during the flag, that it's an attack on the military. And I, I, I don't see – how can that be a anti-military viewpoint? I, I, I don't, don't see, see it that I way. I don't see it I that way have. either. I don't see it that way either, but I understand why some people do. I, I don't think everybody has to see it the same way you and I do. Now, that being the case, or that being said, when you're at the game, what do they say when they're going to start the anthem? 
Please stand. To honor America. Yes. That's what they say. Right? So that's, I stand up and I'm quiet and you put your hand on your heart and you're doing that. Look around though. Mm-hmm. Other people aren't, but that doesn't make it right just because yahoos are out in the concourse buying mm-hmm. beers. It doesn't mean you, you shouldn't stand what, what about, and be respectful. What about the screamer guy during the anthem? I can't stand that guy either. Who always has to be heard when, when the chorus approaches. Well, I, I don't like that guy either who screams red wings suck when it's a exactly. quiet point toward the end of the, the anthem. I think that's extremely disrespectful. Well, and you've got an entire stadium in Kansas City who changes the lyrics every single time. Right. They change it from home of the brave to home of the cheese every single time. How's that not disrespectful? Guys, I'm we, with you. we act like this is something new. Um, this has been going on for a long time. I covered the Avs versus the Vancouver Canucks during the height of the Avs glory years when they're in the playoffs every year. They played the Canucks I believe it was 2000, 2001. They're in Vancouver. The national anthem is played, and the Vancouver fans are booing the entire time. Well, and it made a lot of now, Americans a different mad. country. It was now, disrespectful. Granted, very. So this has been going on and on and on, one sport to the other. One thing that I find fascinating, how the NFL players handle it versus the NBA players. LeBron James, the face of the NBA, you saw what he said publicly, yep. tweeted publicly. Called him a bum. Publicly. And this, and this was in connection Head to on. Steph Curry not invited to, I mean, that was the other thing. That came this weekend too. And it, it, it we haven't even talked about it yet. None. There's too much. Uh, uh, there's so much else going on. So uh, look, I get why people find it disrespectful. Because there are certain things in HW, you had some good examples that when people do that during the anthem, I think it's disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful that Chiefs fans change the words. I think it's disrespectful that people are getting up to go get a beer during the anthem or doing whatever. I think that's disrespectful. So I understand why some people, and I think it's a larger percentage of Americans than we think because we live in this bubble, find it disrespectful that guys take a knee. However, I get why they take a knee. I understand what they're what they're protesting. Yeah. I, I understand what the issue is that they're trying to bring attention to, and I think to just sit here and rip it, who are the two guys who are most famous for, for doing a protest during an anthem. It's John Carlos and Tommy Smith in the sure. 1968 Olympics. And those guys got ripped at the time by the vast majority of Americans. Fifty years later, what's the perception of those two guys? Heroes. It's, it's Exactly. Yeah. It's vastly different. I do worry. I do worry, because this was brought up several times during the course of the weekend. I do worry that I live in a under a shell, and, and I'm too close to the subject matter. I, you know, because I know what's in Brandon Marshall's heart. I know Brandon Marshall personally. I know why he knelt. I know exactly the kind of guy he is. So when people say, well, you're too close to the situation, I may be. Because I know who he is. I know what he is. I know what he's about. And so when he does something like that, I know what his true intentions are. But, Vic, there are millions and millions of Americans who are not close to the situation. That's what I'm saying. Who also agree with you, That's what I'm saying. But that's why it's hard for me to stomach a lot of this because I know the man. And I know what he's trying to get across. But unfortunately, that's what's been lost in most of this, is what the actual issue is. And I think most people, if you're rational, would look at that and go, yeah, that's something that needs to be fixed. That's something that needs to be addressed. That's a topic we all need to, 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 to focus on and try and solve. But instead, we're talking about all this nonsense. All right. We're going to take a quick time out, reset the show, give us 30 seconds, and we come back, the man in black, Michael Malone, all Johnny Cash style right here on Altitude 950. KSE, Parker, Denver. Long shot, battle on these boards, whatever we need, we 
pay the price. This is the home of your Colorado Avalanche. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. All right, welcome back to Pepsi Center here for Nuggets Media Day. Our previous interview, Josh Childress wouldn't put the headsets over his hair. Michael Malone has no issue with that. No, I don't have the same problem as Josh. No. <laughs> was there ever was there ever a day where you had long flowing locks? When did you start shaving that sucker? Well, if you look at uh, the pictures, when I was just a little boy, yeah. I had blonde blonde hair, long, yeah. curly, and uh, but that was a style back then. Sure, <laughs> I've uh, shaved my head now for quite a few years, and I do it myself. Do a pretty good job. Come on, you sit there in the morning and with the, with the what clippers, a shaver. Yeah. Yes, and my wife is my. Uh, she checks it to make sure I didn't leave any big things in the back. Oh, <laughs> and see, my dad used to cut my hair growing up, and I thought that was a bit odd. But the fact that you do it yourself and can do it, do it without major markings on your head is amazing well, to me. You couldn't do it. You have great <laughs> hair. But for me, it's, it's pretty simple. Coach, I'm excited, and I, and I tell people this: um, a lifelong Nuggets fan, and there are very few years like this one where I look around and the fact that the Northwest Division is so tough that probably makes you lose sleep. I love it. I love that the fact that the West is loaded, that the Northwest is loaded, because it makes every game a target game, in my opinion. Well, you know, it came up a lot this summer because as the West got stronger and stronger, and it just got stronger again a few days ago with Carmelo going to Oklahoma City. Uh, what I said before, and I'll say it again, Vic, we don't run from that. You know, we're not scared of that challenge. Uh, yes, a lot of players came out to the West, and the Western Conference got better. Our division got better. You know what? We got better. And uh, we, we look forward to playing against the best, measuring ourselves against the best teams in the Western Conference, and uh, obviously having a great season. You guys are a great passing team. You were last year. Now you add a guy who's considered a great passer. Will it make you a better team in that department? Do you change the way you play at all? No, I think really one of the things that attracted Paul Millsap to us was how we played. I think there was a, uh, it reminded him of the teams he played on a few years ago in Atlanta when they had the best record in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you had five guys out there that were playing as one. Uh, you saw that last year we were second in the NBA in assists per game. And when you add Paul Millsap to that mix, we've only gotten better in that department. So uh, we're not going to change how we play. Uh, the biggest challenge will be figuring out how to space the floor at times with Paul and Nicola because we don't want to have five guys on the perimeter all the time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'm excited. I think we're an exciting team to watch because we play the right way. We play up up-tempo. We play with pace. But most importantly, we play together. And I think as fans, I know I'm a, I'm a fan of the game of basketball, when you see teams play together, making the extra pass, making each other better, I think that's the way the game should be played. All coaches talk defense. They always worry about defense. Is this team better defensively because of his acquisition? Will he make you guys a better defensive team? He will. And obviously defense kept me up the whole summer. Of course. Uh, you know, It was a very, very tough year on that end of the floor. Uh, as great as our offense was, our defense was that bad. And uh, we have to find ways to improve. I think when you add a two-time uh, all-defensive player in Paul Millsap, that will help. But we can't put all the onus on Paul Millsap and his signing to be better. Uh, my message to our team going into camp and when we have our team dinner tonight is that everybody has to buy in, everybody has to commit, and we have to be a lot better and take more pride in our defense this year. I visited with uh, Nikola Jokic about an hour ago. Man, he looks good, Coach. He looks felt. He looks... 
I don't know what you guys did when you went out to visit them. They, 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 they sent back pictures of you and Nicola and some old guy in an underwear. <laughs> what, what kind of workout would you do there? I tell you what, it was a, that was a great trip. It was a great week. I'm glad I had a chance to spend time with Nicole and his family in his town, uh, watching his horse. He, the only race he won the whole summer was the race I was at. Nice. So I thought it was a good luck charm. Uh, but yeah, a lot of it was some, uh, old world training methods. When you have guys in the, in the, in a big field in their underwear, uh, it was, it was old school, but he does look great. Yeah. He's lost weight. He's gotten stronger. And that was one of my challenges to him when the season ended. You have to come back stronger. You have to come back tighter. I don't expect you to be Carl Malone, but you have to be the best Nicole Jokic that you can be. Defensively, do you think he can, I mean, listen, for a young player, it's going to take time. What can he do better to be a better defensive player? Uh, I, I think he has to commit more. You know, uh, I thought his first year, I thought he was not great, but I thought he was a good defensive player. He is a high IQ player. He should be a great positional defender. He's not going to be Rudy Gobert or a great shot blocker. We're not asking him to be that. We want him to communicate. We want him to anchor our defense and to understand the importance of defense. I would get on him last year, and he'd always say with a smile, well, Coach, you know, I'm an offensive player, and the fans come to see offense. And I said, well, you know what? Offense is great, but until we defend, until you defend, Nicola, we, we we won't be a playoff team. So that's our greatest area of growth this year will be on that end. I still find it hard to fathom that Jamal Murray played the bulk of the season with major, well, I don't know what major is anymore, but injuries, put it that way. Were you aware of how, how uncomfortable he felt? Did, did, he, did he complain at all? I mean, he played every game. 19 years old, plays all 82 games. After the season ends, we fly to Philly. He has double sports hernia surgery. Uh, he never complained. Uh, and that says a lot about him. I knew about it, Vic, because of my communication with Steve Hess, Steve Short, and our training staff. But uh, he would never use that as an excuse. And um, you know, watching him work out this summer and rehab and get back, you're seeing him you know, have the ability to do things that he really wasn't able to do last year because of that injury, a lack of explosion, a lack of lateral quickness. And I think he'll be better in those areas this year because he is healthy. All right, I know you got to get going. you got a lot of rounds to make. A couple more questions here. You guys, the roster expands to 15, correct? Well, to 17. 17, you got the two extras that can go two your, ways. You're your two two-way players. So how many of you, when you visit an opposing city, do you carry 17 players with you? Well, on, on? The, the rule is, and this is the first year they have it, Monte Morris and Tory Craig are okay. two two-way players. They okay. make up 16 and 17. Uh, once the NBA season starts, we can only have them with us for a period of 45 days throughout the year. So we have to monitor which stays there with us. But uh, if there are injuries, if there are guys that are out, uh, we can call them up and they can travel with us. So they won't be with us the whole season. They won't travel everywhere when the regular season starts. But at times this year they will. Uh, those of our fans that watched us in Summer League, Torrey Craig is a player. Torrey Craig is an NBA player. And uh, he'll have a chance probably to play at times this year. Uh, Monte Morris is a great pickup. So uh, we're looking forward to the experiment. First year the NBA is having it. And uh, we believe both of our two-way players are going to help us out. It's a deep roster. And it's always the challenge of any head coach to find a rotation. Took you a while last year. Do you, is it going to be easier this year to find a, a consistent 10 or 12 that you're going to play? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, what made it tough last year, you know, you, you go back to the beginning of the season. Will Barton goes down in Toronto on Halloween. Gary Harris is out. And now all of a sudden you just kind of like 
throwing guys in to fi- find that rhythm. Obviously, when I made the lineup change on December 15th, we found our rhythm. We took off from that point on. Uh, this year, third year, more continuity. Um, it's a little bit easier. I know who uh, most of our starting lineup is going into camp. I think there's going to be a great challenge and, and fight for minutes at the point guard and the backup point guard. Mm-hmm. That's probably the best, the best matchup to keep an eye on if you're a fan is who is going to start a point guard, who's going to be the backup point guard. And we have, uh, you know, Jameer, Jamal, Emmanuel, all three worthy candidates. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys compete at a high level. So right level. now you don't have one circled. It's no. Open, no. open competition. Yeah, it's an open competition. And uh, one thing I've earned, uh, learned is uh, I don't want to give things away. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm constantly learning as a young head coach. I want to make players earn what they're getting. And Gary Harris is a starting two guard. Yeah. Wilson Chandler will be a starting small forward. Paul Millsap, Nicole Jokic round at, uh, at our front court. But that point guard position, I want to see those guys battle and compete for it. And uh, and who earns it, you know, we'll, we'll see in a few weeks. Coach, I'm pumped. Can't wait. Thank right, you very great, much. Great to see Coach you, Coach Michael Malone. Appreciate it. The Denver Nuggets here at Denver Nuggets Media Day, live from Pepsi Center. you got the Vic Lombardi Show live on Altitude 950. We're back after this timeout. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Hastings and Broman. So if this continues to go the way it is, then we can expect that he's going to be a starter in the league for a long time, considering where he came from and where he's gotten to. Now, we'll see if there's inconsistency. You know, the first bad game he has or one of those three pick games, the questions are going to be asked again. But if he can sustain this for most of the year, I'm sure the Denver Broncos are going to say, why do we need to go try to get Kirk Cousins or trade for Garoppolo or draft one of these five or six guys high. We'll see if Lynch is going to have to do his thing. But right now, there is no controversy there, and there is no threat. Simeon's playing, playing as well as three or four of the top quarterbacks in the league. The key for me is, before I start talking franchise, how long can he do this? If he sustains this for this year, now we got to start opening our eyes and say maybe there isn't a ceiling on his game. Hastings and Brownman, every weekday, 10 to 1, only on Altitude 950. Here we go again with Colorado's season of change. The leaves change, the temperature changes, even quarterbacks change. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza, where we can help you change into that new Jeep you've spent the summer dreaming about. Nobody does it like Johnson Auto Plaza. The Jeep celebration event brings special incentives on every new Jeep in the lineup. There's the new Cherokee, it's best in class, four-wheeler of the year. Jeep Wrangler, the classic, just keeps getting better. The signature Grand Cherokee, it's one more awards than any SUV on the planet. You can test drive a Patriot, a Compass, or the incredibly priced Jeep Renegade. With hundreds of new Jeeps in stock, right now, Johnson has your kind of change. It's the perfect partnership. Jeep provides the savings, and the Johnson family provides that way of doing business that turns first-time buyers into lifetime customers. Change into your new Jeep at Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. I don't know about you, but even when I'm feeling financially stable, I never turn away from the opportunity to save more money. I'm talking about cutting back your mortgage term or lowering your interest rate. This is Nate Crackman for my friends at American Financing, and you can trust me when I say they have the best option for you to own your home free and clear in 15 years. By refinancing to a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage, you can eliminate mortgage insurance, consolidate high-interest debt, and even save tens of thousands of dollars in interest money over the long run. Yes, tens of thousands of dollars in overall savings. 
And with a fixed rate, no matter where interest rates go, yours stays the same. Your monthly payments will never increase. It just takes one call to their salary-based mortgage consultants. 303-695-7000 or you go online to AmericanFinancing.net. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. And MLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. If you're a mom or dad of a child who struggles, you've searched high and low trying everything you can. From tutors to counselors, specialists to pills, you've tried them all with little success. You need to know there is a program that has helped tens of thousands of kids just like yours. Brain Balance Achievement Centers can make a real difference for your child. Brain Balance is a drug-free solution that deals with the root cause of issues like ADHD, dyslexia, audio processing, and behavioral challenges. Our combination of sensory motor exercises, academic skill building, and a clean eating plan doesn't just mask the issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child has trouble making friends, is disruptive in school, or is frustrated to the point of tantrums, now is the time to call Brain Balance Achievement Centers. Now six centers serving families in northern Colorado. Call 800-877-5500 today. Attention homeowners. You need to sell your house. If you have a house $500,000 or more, you need an agent that specializes in high-end homes. That's Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call, and he'll make you the following offer. If you sell your home at a price or time you agree on, if you can't do that, he's going to cut you a check for five grand. If you can do that, you got a home that's sold. Use his system. He recently uh, sold a house for $10,000 more than what the owner thought it was worth using that system. Give him a call today. 720-900-4433. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. That's 720-900-4433. Troy Hansford of the Hansford team. That's 720-900-4433. I come to Sam's because it's always, you can get something different every time, and you can bring a group of people, and there's always something for everyone. Got a lot of options, and got a great reputation, and it's just a fun place to be. I've been with Sam's a long time, and the sons have carried on the tradition. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker, in Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale, and downtown off 15th and Curtis. They are like family to us. Sam's number three is delicious. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. We are live here at Nuggets Media Day over at the Pepsi Center. you got the Vic Lombardi Show. Vic, responsible for some TV, is off to do that. James Merrillat, Will Peterson will take you until 10 o'clock, followed by Scott Hastings and Julie Brownman until 1. And the guests keep on coming over. We're pleased now to be joined by Tori Craig of your Denver Nuggets. Tori, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, you've had... Quite the journey to get to where you are today uh, with the Nuggets. Walking into this this roller coaster that is Media Day. Uh, what what are some emotions going through your head right now? Oh man, I'm just I'm just uh, very excited, um, very blessed to be in position I'm in, and I'm uh, I'm just trying to grasp it and taking it all in, and uh, just trying to enjoy the process. Now, how do you approach the season? Because you're you're on a two way contract, right? So you can bounce back and forth between the Nuggets roster and the G League, and you'll kind of be be playing in both spots. How does that affect your mindset going into the year where you're not quite sure when you'll be in certain places and, and, and what you'll be doing? Well, it, it, I'm just, at the end of the day, I'm just looking at it as like I'm just playing basketball for a job and, uh, I just have to stay ready, um, be ready whenever they need me, um, in either league, 
yeah, so I'm just trying to stay focused and, and be prepared as possible. Because it's such a different role depending on where you're at, right? When you're down in the G League, you'll probably be on the floor a ton, yeah, yeah, playing yeah. a lot. When you're up here, it'll probably be the opposite. So that's a that is a, a an interesting way to have to go into it. You'll be doing two totally different roles. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I mean, yeah, the roles would definitely be different. But uh, like I said, at the end of the day, it's still just playing basketball and. Um, you can you can read the game and uh if it changes you never know you might get the same opportunity up here or that you do down there so um you just already you always have to be prepared and ready for for the moment Tory Craig's our guest here on Altitude 950. All right, Tory. So I'm looking. You've you've had stops with the Wellington Saints, the Brisbane Bullets, the Gold Coast Rollers. I was gonna see if he could name the nickname of these teams. <laughs> you just gave them all to him. Tell us about uh, your journey here, all the way you know from South Carolina upstate to to being a Nugget. I mean, walk fans through kind of the process over the last five, six, seven years to land you this opportunity. Well, um, I graduated college in 2014. Uh, I declared for the draft. Um, it didn't go the way I wanted, so I ended up going to um, Australia, playing in the, the top league out there, and it's an amazing league, amazing competition. And uh, my first two years, I was with a team called the Cairns Taipans, and then uh, when, I, it, when I left there, I went to New Zealand to play like kind of back-end um, league over there, and then I re-signed recently uh, last year to the Brisbane Bullets, went there and won MVP, and kind of like, that's when I kind of blew up, and the coaches from here got to watch me play in a... They offered me a summer league spot, and I came and played summer league and got signed midway through summer league. So, what's the uh, the Australian league like? Because it seems to me the the players that come over from uh, from over there, it's it's you know a bunch of jump shooters, it's guys that can knock it down from anywhere. Is the game vastly different the way they play it? Is it more of an outside game, or you know, do you, do you use it basketball? It doesn't matter where you're at. Uh, it's, it's definitely I would say it's more physical. So, really? Yeah, yeah. So I think the um, in the NBA, the guys maybe the rest maybe look after the guys a little bit, but over there they just like the rugby style, just grab you out the air. No kidding. Physical elbows, everything. So uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have. Uh, I think the last three years, maybe five, six incidents where it was like pretty serious, hard fouls. So. Yeah, man, it's it's very physical. It's like Eastern Conference basketball, you know, back yeah. in the New York Knicks days. <laughs> yeah. So now you were MVP over in New Zealand in 2015. Was that with Wellington? Yeah, Wellington. Same. Man, all right. So you yeah. had the, certainly a lot of success over there. You think that? How did that prepare you for coming back over here and being ready to go? You think that stint overseas was was helpful as opposed to just jumping right in the NBA? Yeah, it definitely helped with my um, leadership role. Coming out of college, I was just uh, a teammate. Um, I, I didn't know anything about leadership, but going over there, um, being leaders of the team and being ready and focused, uh, it definitely prepared me a lot. What kind of player are you, Tori? If you had to describe yourself to, to fans out there who may not be familiar with your game, um, athletic defender, uh, capable shooter. It just I try to do as much as I can all around. Um, try to fill the stat sheet as much as I can and uh, just make my presence felt. When you look at this team and this this roster, what do you think you need to do to Stay here, uh, get time on the floor. What are the things you can bring to to the Nuggets? Just um, just using my size to uh, guard most positions. Um, yeah, they brought me in because they they needed a defender and a, a knockdown three point shooter. So I just try to apply those things to what they need, and, and hopefully it works out. Tory Craig, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck this year. We'll be talking to you again soon. All right, thank you. All right, thanks so much. It's Tory Craig from your Denver Nuggets. We're live here at Nuggets Media Day on the Vic Lombardi Show. James Merlot, Will Peterson taking you until 10 o'clock. Uh, Tyler Lydon, you want to hop over here? 
Perfect. Thank you. We'll bring Tyler Lydon over, Nuggets first-round pick, out of Syracuse. How you doing? Getting the headset on. Tyler, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Hey, how crazy has your journey been from, from draft night to today, which is kind of the start, if you will? I mean, has the last four months just been a whirlwind? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. It actually has calmed down a little bit since, like, the draft combine and all that stuff because then you're traveling around for every other team and doing what you got to do with them. But So it's calmed down a little bit. Obviously, we had summer league, but I got to, the chance to go back home and spend some time back there with my family and friends and kind of just relax and kind of work out and stuff on my game a little bit back home. And then I, I've been out here for a while now just working out with the guys and everything and getting in the gym and getting ready. That's interesting. We just talked to somebody who was from South Carolina Upstate. Which I didn't even know existed until I just Good looked at his, guy, his yeah. bio. Um, and then you played, obviously, at Syracuse. You played in a, a big-time college program. Yeah. Um, how do you think that gets you ready for what is going to be the next level? Obviously, playing against high-level competition at the uh, in, in the college game, does it prep you at all to make this, this leap? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think playing in the ACC is, I think that's the best conference in college basketball. You know, there's so many great teams and, you know, it's, it's on the rise, which is crazy. Teams keep getting better and better. Uh, so that obviously helps playing against the best competition in college and, and doing what you can because that only pushes you, helps you grow as a player, as a person and stuff like that. And Syracuse was just huge for me as a player, uh, all around really, you know, in, in the classroom, on the court. I was, I was getting better, you know, adding weight, doing what I had to do to get to this next level. We, uh, we've talked about it with you before, Tyler, but on draft night, the Nuggets weren't necessarily on your radar. Now that, uh, you're here, you're in Denver, you've gotten adjusted, uh, what are you most excited about with this team? Man, I think our potential, you know, obviously we're, we're young, we added some vets and everything, but I think we're just gonna be a really good team and come out and shock a lot of people, but with that being said, it's so early, you know, I, this is my first year, so I, I'm kinda getting to go around to everything a little bit here, so, uh, I'm just excited to get going with these guys. They're a great group of guys. Everybody's real nice, hardworking guys. I just want to get after it. What are you hopeful to have as, as your role with this team this year? What do you, what do you, what, what's your goal? Yeah, I mean, I just want to help the team win. Um, whatever that means, if that means coming off the bench and playing very minimal minutes and, and doing what I have to do or whatever it takes, because I want to grow as a player to help this team down the road too and obviously do what I can this year. So whatever my role is, you know, I'm just going to do my best to accept it and, and try and work and get better every day. How excited are you to be teammates with guys like uh, Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap? I mean, uh, especially Paul, you know, he's a guy I assume you grew up watching yeah. in this league. I mean, have you kind of had that pinch yourself moment yet of that guy's, that guy's my teammate now. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah, a little bit. You know, my first couple of days here when I was kind of meeting everybody and seeing all the guys walk through the door, I was like, wow, you know, I'm actually at this level with these guys in the same locker room and, and that was pretty cool, you know. Like you said, I grew up watching some of these guys and, and appreciating their game and stuff. So it's cool to be on the same court as them and learn and, and just get better. Now, I, I, I've clicked on uh, Hudson, New York. Yeah. That's your hometown, right? No, I'm actually from Elizaville, New York. Is it near Hudson? or is, I mean, yeah, yeah. I can't believe Wikipedia would have got it wrong, right? Oh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I was born in Hudson, which is like probably 20 minutes away from my house. Okay, because it's a pretty small town. Is the town you grew up in a pretty small town? It, well, it's way smaller than Hudson. Really? Yeah. My, the town I grew up in, I think it has like 2,500 people in it. Okay. Something Where you know like everybody that. in town, basically. Yeah, they all come much. out to the games. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. How's that going to be? I mean, obviously you were at Syracuse. 
place, and, and that's a, a a bigger city. But you're from there, and now you're coming all the way out west. Did you ever been anywhere near Denver before you, you got out here? Uh, I was out here with Team USA in Colorado Springs okay. for a little bit, but, I mean, that's not really getting too much of Denver and feeling what that was like. But, I, I mean, I love it here. Um, I ended up getting a nice little house in Wheat Ridge. So uh, it's cool, man. It's, it's a cool environment. It's really laid back. So it, I kind of got the best of both worlds, you know. You're used to wearing orange from where you went to college. I know it's not the – it's not – basketball team here but there's another team in town that wears orange that people like so you know if you if you get into that that'll that'll help you endear you to yeah, everyone yeah yeah for sure i'll have to what's the most colorado thing you've done so far what have you what have you embraced the most about uh the state since you've been out here oh man i don't know i mean i've been up to estes park a okay. couple of times now with my family just checking out everything seeing the views and the mountains it's it's beautiful but i do whatever i can like i try and get out i have two dogs so me and my girlfriend try and go hiking and just get out it seems like a lot of people are obviously into the outdoors out here and doing that type of thing so just really doing that have you been to a show at red rocks yet I have not, no. All right, no, put I, that on the put that on the yeah, to do list. That's, that's a must that's do. Pretty special is uh, is up at Red Rocks yeah, up there. So, yeah. well, hey Tyler, thanks so much for a few minutes. Best of luck this year, and we'll certainly be talking to you soon. Absolutely, thank right, you guys. Thanks, man. There he goes, Tyler Lydon, Nuggets first round pick out of Syracuse. Uh, talk to Tori Craig and Tyler Lydon there, back to back, James, two guys who you know come into a crowded team, mm-hmm. but no doubt both have the right attitude about how they can contribute to this team this year. Yeah, and that's what's going to be interesting is how you find. I mean. No matter where you're talking about on the roster, finding the right amount of minutes and, and balancing that. And if you're one of those guys, it's, hey, what's the role? What's the niche I can kind of carve for myself that, uh, in, in specific games when that's what Coach Malone needs, I'm the guy he can call on and, and kind of get yourself onto the floor because it's going to be tough. There's a lot of guys that are deserving a minute. So, um, if you're a newcomer and your name's not Paul Millsap, it's going to be tough to get on the floor. Right. And draft night was fascinating for the Nuggets on a lot of levels, a lot of rumors, a lot of things swirling. Uh, ultimately, they end up with, with Trey Lyles and Tyler Lydon, two guys who uh, didn't necessarily grab the headlines that someone like a Paul Millsap does, but uh, guys that can contribute to this team. I mean, every team is going to need uh, the role players, and we'd love to focus on the core of this team, and rightfully so, because it's the, the very exciting and intriguing part, but uh, I think both Lyles and Leiden, the two guys they landed on draft night, will see significant minutes at different points this year. Yeah, and you know, the, it's the 82-game season where there's going to be those nights where for whatever reason there's just no energy and guys don't have it, and it's like, okay, well you got to be ready to come off the bench and, um, you know, try to provide that spark, and, you know, maybe early on your your opportunities are limited, you, you, you can't miss many of them, right? No. When, when, it, when it comes up, you got to be ready to go, so... Um, Jamal Murray throws a decent little pass. Yeah. The tossing around the football. Who's got a better spiral, Jamal or Trevor? So far, <laughs> Jamal. <laughs> yeah. If he's rolling right, throwing it, I'll take Jamal's no. pass all day long. We got Jamal Murray and Tyler Lydon <laughs> playing catch right in front of us. And, and the, the, the passes are coming right at us, so I'm glad yeah. Jamal's got good hands, too, because otherwise that was going to hit me in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you've got the Vic Lombardi Show here on Altitude 950. We're at Nuggets Media Day at Pepsi Center, Vic. Is off doing some television. James Merrillat, Will Peterson taking you until 10. We'll Tyler have... kind of throws like Trevor. <laughs> got a little wobble to it. A little wobble. No, they've got some, they've got some good arms uh, out here. All right. Well, we'll we'll be back in just a minute. We'll take you until 10 o'clock. Some more Broncos talk. Uh, we'll hope to talk to some more Nuggets as well. Paul Millsap is in the building, hoping to get him over here. Uh, James, if you and I don't talk to him, certainly Julie Brownman and Scott Hastings Without will a doubt. keep it locked until 1 o'clock. You'll hear from many more Nuggets, execs, players, all of that. you got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950.
Altitude 950, home of the Colorado Avalanche, wants to send you to see the Avs take on the Vegas Golden Knights October 27th. What? In Vegas. What? You and a guest. We've got your airfare, hotel and game tickets, and look who's taking you to dinner. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. It's the Moj Man. We'll have a steak, we'll throw some dice, maybe a cold one, and then we'll get it on with some great hockey. And this is how you win. Keep it on Altitude 950 all day between 7 a.m. and 6 p.m. When you hear a Las Vegas-themed movie clip, be the third caller at 303-753-0950. And you're qualified. The Abs in Vegas. Only from Altitude 950. At Morningstar Assisted Living and Memory Care at Jordan, simple little things make all the difference. For we know that in the details, senior living becomes senior loving. Our beautiful community in Centennial celebrates wellness and community for today's senior. We offer suites for assisted living and memory care. Call for your tour and ask about our all-inclusive pricing. Morningstar at Jordan, casting a new light in senior living. Call 303-321-3277. 303-321-3277. Changes in the air, Colorado. Hot days, cold nights, fall is coming, and I say let it come. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for My Car Guys, Johnson Auto Plaza. Let me tell you about making a change in your driveway. Ram Power Days makes this the season for a new Ram truck. Johnson has 350 new Rams in stock, and each one discounted for Ram Power Days. Let the Johnson family introduce you to the Ram family. The Ram 1500, 2500, 3500. Pick a Ram, any Ram. Cummins Diesel or Hemi V8, only the start of the you make it your own Ram choices, colors, equipment. Pick your favorite digital toys inside. This year, Ram has got the competition on its heels with the most impressive lineup ever. This is the kind of change you want. Ram Power Days. There's no better truck than Ram and no better place to get yours than Johnson Auto Plaza, where first-time buyers become lifetime customers every day. North of E-470 on Highway 85. JohnsonAutoPlaza.com. Fall is the perfect time of year to get your house painted inside or out. And do it with the company celebrating their 25th anniversary, Serta Pro Painters. Hurry to get on Serta Pro's fall painting schedule before the colder weather arrives. For a free estimate, call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CertaPro.com. And that's Serta with a C. Free estimates, high-quality paints, color consultations. Find it all with Serta Pro Painters. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Serta Pro Painters. We do painting. You do life. John Elway here. Nothing's better than being at home. The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. You know, one of the most popular trends now is custom tailoring for men. Yes, suits, custom tailored. There is nothing better. You look good. You feel good. You don't have to run all over town searching for the right suit for hours on end. At Icon Suits in Cherry Creek, they tailor suits, shirts, and coats custom to your size, your taste, 
and your lifestyle. Listen, I'm Vic Lombardi. I'm a small man. I need tailoring to fit my body. All within a reasonable price range, too. Browse and select the highest quality fabrics. Have your precise measurements taken by the wardrobe consultant. And soon, your handmade suit from Italy, mind you, is ready for one final perfect fitting. You look great because your suit is perfectly made to your body. Compliment your new suit with some custom shirts, new ties, and shoes. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. Icon Suit Shop. Cherry Creek. IconSuit.com. Tell them Vic Lombardi sent you. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Welcome back to Nuggets Media Day here at the Pepsi Center. you got the Vic Lombardi Show. Vic off doing a little TV, so James Merrillat, Will Peterson, taking you until 10 o'clock. And the guests keep coming fast and furious. Please now to be joined by Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth, what's up, man? How you doing? How you doing? Doing well. All right, so during that break, what, you were kind of giving your fans a, a little preview. What, was that Snapchat? Was it Instagram? What was that? Uh, it's, my, it's actually my Snapchat. Um, I'm about to actually make it go, I guess, Public, right? Okay. And put it out to everybody so they can see and see what's going on and see part of me, pretty much, and get to experience me a little bit differently than Instagram. You, can, you can have a non-public Snapchat. Yeah, you can have a private Snapchat. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah. I'm, I'm the old guy at the table. Snapchat I don't know these world. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How important is social media to you to uh, to give fans kind of a behind the scenes peek? I think it's um, very important, um, especially with today's world. Uh, social media is is a big market. And I mean, you see, you tweet, Instagram, Snapchat, anything, somebody could just grab and you want to make sure your content's good or respectable or, I mean, some, in some type of way, like, make sure you have a good image out there when you are putting yourself out there on those social media platforms. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. And for everybody who don't know my Snapchat, I guess I'll tell you it's KF Manimal. Uh, you can add me now. Uh, it is part, it is public, so have fun and watch my snaps. <laughs> now, I called myself the old guy at the table, but being the old guy is all kind of relative, right? Because the other thing you said when you were, when you were filming that was it's your seventh year here, which is hard to believe. I mean, you, you've been here. Is there anybody that's been on this roster longer than you? Uh, no now. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, looking around and just, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Like, yeah, man, you're uh, like Gallo the, was the, Gallo had the, You're like the Wiley vet on this roster. Yeah, I am. Gallo, oh, Gallo had the throne before, um, but lost to him this year. I'm the last man standing. <laughs> I mean, we got, Wilson and me came in, but Wilson was like halfway through. Right. Like, not, like he came through halfway through it, and the next season he started playing. But for me, I was there for my Rookie year, and I mean that's seven years ago when I first started my first media day. So this is pretty, pretty repetitive, but pretty <laughs> exciting. You know, I'm excited. Like I'm, I gotta be happy. So now in that seven years, you've seen some ups and downs. Obviously, we're all coming into this season. Everybody's pretty excited about where this where this roster sits. You, you as a guy who's been through it, how do you look at things? How, how do you look at this team and kind of where you guys are at? Honestly. uh we're back to square one. We're zero zero. So for me, it's just we got to figure out how to get things done early, not late in the season. Not trying to push late in the season. Try to get things done and accomplish early. Um, like basically, hey, 
with them little games that we supposed to have won early that's down to the wire that we're up 20 at the half and then people come back and beat us we can't have those early miss ups we gotta make sure we stay locked in and hey make sure we win those games those close games so we are and at the end of it hey we're sitting in maybe 5th place instead of sitting in ninth or 8th trying to decide if we're gonna make the playoffs over the weekend, Carmelo Anthony gets traded to the Thunder. Not only does the West get better, your division gets better. Uh, it's been a crazy offseason. You guys are right in the middle of it. You add Paul Millsap to it. But how much are you looking forward to how competitive the Western Conference is going to be night in and night out? This is going to be fun. <laughs> I love playing basketball. So to play against the highest caliber every night, each and every night, guys coming at you, all-stars from, I mean, Basically, our stars from the East then came over to the West now. So you basically have an all-star on each and every team almost over here in the West. And it's interesting to see how people going like adapt. Like, cause you got players who, like in the West who were our stars that probably won't make it this year because so many other people from the East came over. So it's going to be interesting to see how players are going to adapt to their teams, adapt to everything. But I know how I'm going to adapt. I'm going to just go out there. Play manual basketball in different nuggets. <laughs> now, one of the, the the tricks when you've got this this much talent on a roster is figuring out how to get minutes for everybody. Uh, obviously, you're one of the guys that's in that conversation of you know the, getting on the floor. How are you going about it in terms of hey, here's what I need to show on a nighty, night in night out basis, so Coach Malone has you out there as much as you want to be out there. Honestly, for me, it's just to go out there and play basketball. I've been playing it basketball my whole life. I've been in the NBA for for seven years now, and for me, it's just another test of hey, go out there, grind hard, get after it, and just hopefully you can stick on the floor because this is seemed like it's like a fresh team to me. Uh, Coach Malone, me and him, been together three years now, so hopefully he understands what I do every, each and every night on the court, and I understand what he wants from me. Now you you said play manimal basketball. How would you describe that? What is that? Just being tough, aggressive, rebounding, and getting after it, block shots, the the little plays that matters, those winning plays diving on the floor. Uh, I mean, even last year, just playing my basketball, when a prime example of it, uh, Russell Westbrook coming down the hole, the MVP, going up for a layup, and I'm able to block the shot to send it to overtime. So that's just coming in, hey, we need you kind of to come in and do this real quick. All right, I got it, and make a play happen, and now we're on OT. But, I mean, it's just, that's just little things, caring, like, like giving each all. We talked a little bit about how you, you now are the longest tenured player on this roster. Uh, how much of a role do you take on as a mentor and a leader, uh, to some of these guys who are just in their second and third year in the league? It's, it's just trying to teach the guys, like, hey, um, this league is a grind. You can have your ups and downs pretty much. Um, like you may, like if you're if you're blessed enough, you may not have to go through coaches changes like I did. Right. But um, you may have to. So you just got to stay focused, stay locked in, and figure out whatever your coach is, whoever the coach is, they want from you. You go out there and give it to them the best of your abilities. And if you can't do it, then hey, maybe you get in the gym and practice to see what you can do to get better. That's all I try to help them and try to motivate them to stay positive and stay locked in. You talked about earlier how you know you want guys, especially early in the year, focusing on. Putting games away, and the, you know that may be the difference down the road between being the fifth seed and being ninth. And ninth is where you guys finished last year. Yes. And everybody was, you know, you, you were right there, right till the end, but but just missed the playoffs. So when you look to this year, what's the goal in your mind? Is it a is it a win total? Is it getting into the postseason? Kind of what's the what's the mission? The mission is always to win championship. 
So for me, like, it's never been, oh, okay, it doesn't matter how, what team we're on, what team I'm on, where we start at. It just matters how you finish to me. So if we get into that playoffs, then we just got a rally behind us and ho- like hopefully we get the, the fans that we need and everything to make that push in the playoffs because that's what we're trying to do, make the playoffs. And once we make it there, then after that, hey, it's pretty much free reign. Like you zero zero again. You mentioned the fans. I mean, obviously, the last couple of years, uh, the attendance has, has been a point of conversation. Uh, why should fans be, be coming out this year? What what uh, what could you say to the fans about why they need to show up and help you guys out? Uh, I'm still here. <laughs> uh, I mean, just to be honest, uh, my first year I came here, fans loved me. Second year, we won all those games. So I'm still here. I'm still able to, like, hopefully grab the fans, like, because I am, again, considerably I guess a fan favorite Mm -hmm. so it's like nice to have that title but I want to grab the fans and really have them be a fan favorite and come to our games and support us because I like forget me I want the team to win and that helps the team like just all of us y'all giving us that energy that feedback that hey yeah come on we about to make a push oh yeah we're going on a run oh my god erupted in the arena that's amazing well you've been here when the Pepsi Center has been nuts I know I mean we've, me. we've all lived that yeah I mean when it's 18,000 and you can't hear yourself thinking Think, there like, you, you lived through that yeah. you played through that yes. so, yeah. so I'm just I'm just trying to hopefully get that back because when I get when we get that back, that really helps us. I mean, and I'm just being honest. I mean, any any NBA player or any sports player in general will say fans helps a lot. Because if you're on if you're going all on all on road trips and fans just yelling at you, boo boo boo, you come home, you want to like get some love, like hey, like I'm home, thank you, like. But it's kind of hard because nobody there and they're not showing you love. It's like ah oh, boo, like y'all suck. And it's like, come on guys, <laughs> come on, we need. We need y'all help just as much as y'all want us to win. Yeah, no, I hear you. Well, Kenneth, thanks so much for coming by. Really appreciate your time. Best of luck this year, and we'll talk to you you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. There he goes, Kenneth Fareed from your Denver Nuggets. Uh, We'll hang on here for another minute or two, James. Uh, great stuff from the manimal right there. Did I break the news to him that he's the longest tenured player on the roster? He looks like, I'm not going to say he wasn't sad. He was a little surprised. Like, man, this guy just made me feel old. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, that's why I said it's all relative, right? Like, I'm the old guy in the in at this table. Yeah. I don't consider myself the I old don't. guy. Paul Millsap stopping by our table now. We'll see if he gets 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 in or not. All right, he's got something oh, else going on. We we got we got teased. We got teased. We got there teased. he is, Clark. They got told you, Clark. Oh, look out. Don't hurt me now. Don't hurt me. Whoa. Sir, do you know this person? No, no. Hi. Clark W. Griswold. Clark, have you ever slammed with the Dolphins? I mean, that thing's as hard to catch. Well, crap. Still is uh, Eddie, has anybody ever told you before your bad luck? Those were my mother's dying words. There it is. No Paul the first Millsap, one. But our first Vegas clip. Hey, Altitude 950 wants to send you to Vegas to see the Avs take on the Golden Knights. You just heard it there. Vegas vacation, a classic scene. Has anyone ever told you your bad luck? And every day between now and October 13th, we'll be giving you a chance to get into that grand prize drawing. There's your first chance. 303-753-0950. Right now, caller number three, your qualifier number one. That could be good luck to see the Avs in Vegas. Yeah, and what did we go through? and figure out there's going to be 60 people that qualify during this contest. 60 so, folks, four a day for the next uh, 15 weekdays that we're on there. Gives you 60 chances to get in to be the third caller, which is a lot. 
But if you can be the third caller, you got a 1 in 60 chance of winning this trip. And we're sending you airfare, hotel, game tickets, brews with Mosier. It'll be great. Yeah, with the, the, getting to hang out with Mosier. I mean, talk about just the cherry on top of the Sunday here. Yeah. That will be great. So, yeah, third caller, 303-753-0950. Be the first to qualify for the Abs in Vegas contest. All right, and when you hear those movie clips, uh, you know, throughout our live and local shows, that is your cue to call. Uh, one down from Vegas Vacation, 59 to go from The Hangover and Ocean's Eleven and Casino and all your favorite Vegas movies. Which one is your favorite Vegas movie? Was that it? Did you open with your favorite Vegas movie? Uh, I would say Vegas Vacation is up there. I, I think The Hangover, you know, we've all seen it so many times now, right? Because it's on TV and it's uh, it's constantly something that we watch. But the first time you saw The Hangover, it was hands down, at least for me, one of the funniest movies I've ever oh, seen. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, it, it was one of those of like, oh, my God, that's the best comedy I've seen in years. It's been diluted a little with how much we've now all seen it. But uh, I think it's got to be The Hangover 1. I'd probably go Vegas Vacation 2, and I know you're not a Vegas Vacation guy. I'm not. I think Vegas Vacation is the third best vacation, which is not saying much. It's slightly better than European. Ocean's Eleven's my favorite Vegas movie. That's another movie. The first time you Different saw it genre. with the twists and turns was yeah. insane. So good. That's such a great movie. So we'll be getting a lot of those clips. So, uh, you know, plenty of good ones to choose from. Make sure you listen. All of the live and local shows will be doing this for the next three weeks. Well, and i got to give a shout-out to Paul Millsap. He knew we were playing our first Vegas clip, yep. so he didn't want to, you know, kind yep. of... He's like, I'll duck out now, I'll come back, I don't want to steal the thunder from that. So uh, it's good. we got a qualifier, and we are off and running with the uh, Abs in Vegas contest. Well, we've had a great morning here at Nuggets Media Day. We've had Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Malone, Tyler Lydon, Torrey Craig, Kenneth Fareed, and guess what? We haven't even had half of the folks we're going to have yet. Scott Hastings and Julie Brownman will be here until 1. It's a great day. Uh, for Nuggets fans, and, and it's a fun day to be out here. There's a real sense of optimism and energy around this team that we haven't, frankly, felt in four or five years. Yeah, and just seeing the guys that are coming by and stopping by, you know, it's like, man, there, there's some guys on this roster now that get you excited. That hasn't always been the case, at least this many guys for the last four or five years. This year's got a different feel just because of that. James Barrelot, Will Peterson taking you until 10 here on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Every Tuesday on Altitude 950, it's Denver cornerback Aqib Talib, outspoken, no hold bar, speaking his mind. Tuesday at 8.15 on the Vic Lombardi Show. Presented by Metro 21 Real Estate Group, Metro21Homes.com, by Icon Suit, professionally tailored suits in Cherry Creek, and by Honda Power Equipment, power you can trust. The Aqib Talib Show, every Tuesday, all season, only on Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. It's never too late to set another goal or to dream a new dream. If you want to complete your bachelor's, gain a master's or certificate, or just take a few courses, UNC Extended Campus has programs designed for the working adult. They offer online degree completion programs, degrees, certificates, and licensures. Take courses online or on campus in Denver, Colorado Springs, Loveland, and Greeley. Set another goal and make a new dream come true with the University of Northern Colorado Extended Campus. Learn more at extended.unco.edu. 
Are you in for 90? Enjoy a craft beer and a game courtesy of Odell Brewing in the Colorado Rapids. What a wonderful goal from Dominic Batchy, and he stinks like a bee. The Rapids take on Montreal Impact on September 30th at 7 p.m. at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. In the middle, oh, he's done it again, you know. Would you believe it? Starting at just $34, get a ticket to the game, a 90-shilling beer, and a Rapids t-shirt courtesy of Odell Brewing. Go to coloradorapids.com. Here we go again with Colorado's season of change. The leaves change, the temperature changes, even quarterbacks change. Hi, I'm Alan Roach for Johnson Auto Plaza, where we can help you change into that new Jeep you've spent the summer dreaming about. Nobody does it like Johnson Auto Plaza. The Jeep celebration event brings special incentives on every new Jeep in the lineup. There's the new Cherokee, it's best in class, four-wheeler of the year. Jeep Wrangler, the classic, just keeps getting better. The signature Grand Cherokee, it's one more awards than any SUV on the planet. You can test drive a Patriot, a Compass, or the incredibly priced Jeep Renegade. With hundreds of new Jeeps in stock, right now, Johnson has your kind of change. It's the perfect partnership. Jeep provides the savings, and the Johnson family provides that way of doing business that turns first-time buyers into lifetime customers. Change into your new Jeep at Johnson Auto Plaza, north of E-470 on Highway 85, johnsonautoplaza.com. This is John Elway. I joined the American financing team for one simple reason. They look out for homeowners in Colorado. They're solution providers and will take the time to understand your goals and objectives. Your needs may not be the same as your neighbors. Here's something I appreciate. They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. That's different than most of the other guys. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. It's called responsible lending, and that's what drives the culture at family-owned American financing. Are they any good? The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're in the market for new home loan or refinance, I recommend calling American Financing at 303-695-7000. 303-695-7000 or visit their website at AmericanFinancing.net. Rates won't stay this low forever. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Attention homeowners. You need to sell your house. If you have a house $500,000 or more, you need an agent that specializes in high-end homes. That's Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent you need to call, and he'll make you the following offer. If you sell your home, at a price or time you agree on. If you can't do that, he's going to cut you a check for five grand. If you can do that, you got a home that's sold. Use his system. He recently uh, sold a house for $10,000 more than what the owner thought it was worth using that system. Give him a call today. 720-900-4433. No obligation, no high pressure, no risk. That's 720-900-4433. Troy Hansford of the Hansford team. That's 720-900-4433. Buying or selling a house doesn't need to be stressful. Now there's a one-stop shop where they treat you right. Metro 21 Real Estate Group is taking the pain out of buying or selling. Lucas Akers and his team of agents all over the Denver area can help save you money. Why pay a 6% commission? With Metro 21 Real Estate, the total commission rate is as low as 3.99%. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. Find out how they can help you or check them out online at Metro21Homes.com. Whether you're looking for a home or selling yours, give them a call. It's Metro 21 Real Estate Group. Call 303-430-HOME. That's 303-430-4663. 
Tell them you've heard about what they have to offer on the radio. NMLS 158-1504. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Vic off doing TV. We are live here at Nuggets Media Day. James Merrillat, Will Peterson taking you until 10 o'clock. Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman are in the building now too. And we've got another guest with us, Will Barton from your Denver Nuggets. Will, how are you, man? Man, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Hey, so you've, uh, you've done this whole Media Day thing a handful of times now in your career. Uh, is it kind of nuts that a, another season is already here? Yeah, man. It's going fast. It's going fast. Uh, I remember being a rookie doing my first one, and now I'm here in year six, so I'm just happy to be here, excited. You know, it's a talent-laden roster. You look at uh, look at the guys that have walked by us just sitting here today, you're like, man, it is, uh, there are some big names and some big-time players. When you look at this, this squad, what do you see your role on, on this team being? Um, just a guy who's uh, going to be a leader, um, a guy that changes the pace of the game when he's in there, um, a scorer, of course. Um, a guy going to bring a lot of energy, play hard every game, uh, get my teammates involved, make plays, and just do whatever he has to do to uh, help this team win. Well, this is, will be year number three, full year for you uh, in Denver, obviously. You came over in the 2014-15 season. How comfortable are you now being being a Nugget and feeling like, you know, you, you have a real home in the NBA here with the Nuggets? Uh, I'm real comfortable. Um Ever since I came over here during the half season that year when I got traded, um, came right away, played, uh, was given the opportunity and just tried to relish the moment. And then since then it's just been taken off. So, and this year I'm coming back even more comfortable, um, even more ready to embrace my role and do whatever I gotta do to help us, you know, get back to the glory days. You know, last season you guys took some, some big steps. Um, especially after the trip to London, this team seemed like a, a, a different team, but ultimately finishing ninth, and, and I, I can't help but get that image out of my head of after the Portland game and sitting there, and you know it's the the despondent kind of uh, feel of that point. How do you guys take that next step? How do you get into the postseason and avoid that feeling at the end of the year? Um, well, I feel like coming out to a faster start. Last year, you called it. Uh, up until London, we were a different team. Um, we got to get out to a better start, um, not put ourselves in such a big hole, mm-hmm. and then you know, not trying to just play you know great basketball at the end, just be steady the whole year. And I feel like that'll take us to where we need to be. Now, what what, what do you think attributed to the slow start last year? Obviously, you guys were kind of figuring out roles and who was going to do what, but. If you're going to avoid it this year, we got to know, you know, kind of what caused it last year. So, what do you guys need to do to to avoid the slow start? Um, start off with defense first. Um, everyone knows we have a ton of scores, a lot of guys that can put the ball through the basket. But I feel like our commitment to defense will take us over the top, and you know, guys just buying into what coach wants them to do, and we should be we should be good. How excited are you for this backcourt between, uh, you know, yourself and Jamal and Gary and Emmanuel and Jameer? Uh, to me, it feels like you guys can be one of one of the best back backcourts uh, in the NBA and in the West. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I think so. Um, I feel like it's a lot of talent. Um, you know, you start with Jameer, who's a a super vet. You know, still playing. You know, very good basketball. Um, Emmanuel, who's uh, young and still. Really hasn't reached his potential yet, so which I'm excited for. Um, Jamal, who 
I think he's going to have a breakout year this year with his shooting and being able to create and just his scoring ability and his toughness and his competitiveness. And Garrett, who's getting better year and year, you're seeing his growth on both ends of the court. Um, we all know he could defend and shoot, but now you see him, you know, taking steps in the pick and roll and getting more aggressive. And with myself, just bringing that overall game, being able to distribute, score, get out and run, and just do a little bit of everything. So I'm very excited we can, you know, put it all together. Now, obviously, then in the front court, the big off-season addition being Paul Millsap. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's got fans excited. It's sort of one of those things you look at him and go, all right, the organization's making that kind of commitment. That's a big move. Yeah. In terms of X's and O's and on the floor, how's his presence going to gonna impact the team, and how's that going to help you guys? Uh, I think it's going to impact us in a very big way um, in a lot of a lot of reasons. So starting, he's a veteran, all-star, been on – you know, teams that's 50 plus wins. I think he even got a 61 season, maybe. Um, if I'm not sure. Um, a guy that does it all. Um, he competes, he defends, he scores, he rebounds, and, you know, he's a playmaker. Uh, I feel like he's a big that complements Yoke very well. Um, and with those two together down low, it could be scary. And he's so unselfish. Um, just playing with him. In the summertime, pick up and doing drills and things with him. Uh, he has no ego, and you know that's that's a that's a huge thing for our team right now. Speaking of Nikola Jokic, uh, these top 100 lists come out, and I understand you guys may or may not pay a lot of attention to those, but there was one that caught our eye, and it was the ESPN Top 100. They have him as the 16th best player in the NBA. Uh, is, is that a fair landing spot for him? And how exciting is it to see his rise uh, so quickly in this league? Um. You know, well, I believe in Yoke. Like I said, I think he's one of the top players in the NBA. You know, I don't really get into the numbers and, and rankings wide, but he's right up there with, you know, trying to reach that elite level. He's a up and coming star, so it's going to be really up to him. But uh, I know he's not, you know, he don't really care about the ranking, neither do we. But like I said, he's one of the top players in the league, and it's going to be exciting to keep seeing his progression. Now he's coming into the year. He knows his role. He knows what we need from. He's our guy, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for him to see what type of numbers he put up and how he leads us. I'm gonna give you the uh, the job interview type question here, uh, and the reason I ask it is because I think if the answer is the thing that you guys will need to work on in training camp and preseason, all those kind of things. But we can all look around and see all the positives. What do you think's the weakness of this team that you guys got to make sure you address? Um. Well, I just got to say our defense. I got to be honest. Uh, last year, we scored with the best of them, yep. but we didn't defend, and I feel like that was the main reason why we didn't make the playoffs. So I just got to be honest, look yourself in the mirror, and say we got to step it up on that end. Well, and the, the good thing about that being the weakness, that's a correctable yep. problem, right? That, yep. That's a Not that it's a 100% effort, but a lot of that is just effort in sure. doing it night in and night out. For sure. And if, I feel like if we can dedicate ourselves to just bring that effort, like you said, night in and night out, it's not going to be perfect. But if we just give it our all, then we should be fine. Well, we'll let you go on this. The West, obviously, is, is super competitive. Your division is quite competitive. Uh, how much fun will it be, but also the challenge of playing the Oklahoma Cities and the Portlands and the Minnesotas, uh, not to mention Golden State and Houston and San Antonio, night in and night out. Well, if, this is, if you're a competitor, this is what you want. And this is and that's who I am. I'm a guy who wants to uh, play against the best, go up against the best, and see where I, I rank and see where my team ranks. So I'm excited for it. Um, I couldn't be more happier with it. It's going to make me uh, raise my game and 
you know, be at an all-time high night in and night out. So, like I said, if you're a competitor, a competitor, this is what you want. Cool. Will Barton, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay? Yes, All right. Yes, there he goes. Will Barton from your Denver Nuggets here on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Uh, Vic let us take it home for the last hour. But, uh, James, we uh, we got some really good stuff the last hour out of these guys. We did. And I thought, I mean, I thought everybody was great. But I thought I thought Kenneth Reed and Will Barton were really, really good. Um, I liked his answer to the weakness question. Because it's the elephant in the room, right? I mean, it's the thing everybody knows. This team can score points with the best of them. they got to play defense. And it's something that is a it's such a fixable weakness, right? If he said, if he said, ah, the weakness is size, well, what are you going to do? Right. Right? Or if the weakness is uh, shooting, well, you're probably not going to fix that between now and, you know, middle of October. Um, defense is the kind of thing that the fact that they're saying that right now, before you get into training camp, before you get into preseason, if that's your – your focus and that's the thing, hey, we gotta get better at this. Alright, you, you got a shot because it's, for the most part, it's about, it's about mentality and about uh, kind of attitude. So I like the fact that that was his answer. Call it out. It is what it is. That's, that's, that was their problem last year. Gotta address it head on heading into the season this year. Alright, we can't leave the Vic Lombardi show without doing our Troy Hansford fired up finale. This is the Fired Up Finale, presented by the Troy Hansford Real Estate Team. Here's what's got us fired up today. Question we posed in the first segment, did you think the overturned Sanders catch was a catch? Of course it was a catch. Again, this is where too many freaking nerds get involved with the game and they start changing things and bringing microscopes to the table. I mean, go back and watch the Des Bryant catch against Green Bay. That was a catch. Everybody knows football that played football. Have you played the game? It's a catch. Sanders was a catch. Don't be stupid. Stupid people are now running the game. Good, that was a catch. A good throw, and it's a touchdown. I mean, give me a break. How many times do I have to look at that to say it's a catch? Of course it's a catch. He took like 18 steps. Don't be stupid. we got stupid people with microscopes. And there he is, Vic Lombardi, <laughs> wrapping up the now, Vic Lombardi show with his fired-up finale. The best part of that, though, is we were in a completely empty gym, and he's going off on that rant, and it's just Echoing through the whole place. And he's screaming. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for Jesse Trujillo, Dan Tanner, our intern Martin, James Merrillat, I'm Will Peterson. All our guests, if you missed those, they'll be on SoundCloud. And Scott Hastings and Julie Brownman up next. They will continue to talk to all your Nuggets players, coaches, and execs right here on Altitude 950. Parker, Denver. Every day you get better. You push yourself. You go hard, hard, hard. This is the home of your Denver Nuggets. Altitude 950. I love it. Denver's all sports station. Altitude 950 is your home for great sports talk. One of the things that attracted Paul Millsap to us was how we played. It reminded him of the teams he played on a few years ago in Atlanta when they had the best record in the Eastern Conference. Uh, you had five guys out there that were playing as one. Uh, you saw that last year we were second in the NBA in assists per game. And when you add Paul Millsap to that mix, we've only gotten better in that department. So uh, we're not going to change how we play. Uh, the biggest challenge will be figuring out how to space the floor at times with Paul and Nicola because we don't want to have five guys on the perimeter all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I think we're an exciting team to watch because we play the right way. 
We play up up tempo. We play with pace. But most importantly, we play together. And I think as fans, I know I'm a, I'm a fan of the game of basketball. When you see teams play together, making the extra pass, making each other better, I think that's the way the game should be played. From the Altitude 950 Studios, Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman, Hastings and Brownman starts now. Your construction smells of corruption. I manipulate to recreate this air to go around saga. Got a launder. All right, here we go. A little Monday for you. 10.02 the time. The Loud Show now taking over for the Quiet Show. Julie Brown and Scott Hayes out here. Nuggets Media Day. The start of camp for the, the NBA for the Denver Nuggets starts tomorrow. Uh, and it gets underway. They'll be heading up to Boulder this year for the camp up in Boulder. Scott and Julie with you here on a Monday. A Bronco lose 26-16. We'll talk much about that as we can for sure. We'll get into it uh, tomorrow. Hi, Scott. How are you today? How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was pretty great. I'm one of those that is digging the weather. It's football weather, right? No, so it's, it's, it's fall ass get ready for winter weather is what it is. Dude, seriously, I bought a jacket today. Come on now. It's cool, though. Do you have a Carhartt? Oh, it's a jacket. got a mid-drive with a hood on. Oh, it's sweet. It's though. one of your best ones. Yeah, I would say. Best, no. But it's a good one. I'd say weekend was good. Yesterday was, I'm not going to say shocking. I'm going to say highly disappointing. Um, it, 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 to be honest with you, when the schedule came out, I had that for a loss. And then when you and I did it, I said, uh, they're going to win this game. And I think it was trying to be more the counter you. Um, you could feel it early. <laughs> Um, when the game was going on, uh, Trevor was not great, especially the second half. Uh, I know that I had the buy-in on the Mike McCoy stuff last week. I've got my one more of my concerns that I had forgotten about. Uh, Sparky Gonzalez walking by with his fresh haircut. Um, I thought showed its head, and we could talk about that today also. Um, what, the play calling? Yeah, when, when, listen, and Trevor won very good second half. I think when no. they got down, he, I think, of course, uh, 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 Manchester, let me know, four for ten, thirty-six yards. Here's start, what I'd say. Starts about the game, eight of nine. But it, it was not a good game for Trevor. Here's no. what I'd say about those two interceptions where everybody was, I didn't hear a lot of Manchester today talking about this. I would say those turnovers, they were lazy turnovers, they were bad turnovers. Trevor's a smart guy. Trevor's going to learn from those kind of... It looked like on the second one, he was just trying to throw it out of bounds. And he nonchalanted it. And you right. Can't, you He'll can't never do that again. Yeah. He'll never do that again. Uh, you got to throw that 20 yards deep, not just to the out of bounds. you got to throw it 20 yards deep. You can't even think about a guy trying to get in to catch. I, I thought the first week he's trying to make a play. He's rolling across the body. Maybe maybe not a wise throw, but trying to make something happen. And that, not a good play. But the second one... First one, you say, okay, that happens in the NFL. The second one, you're like... Dude, you can't, that one you can't have. I watched Philip Rivers, uh, watch part of their game, and he had almost the exact same play. And you just gotta make sure the pass gets past the line of scrimmage, right, when you roll out. And he throws that thing in a, on a dart into the dirt, but about a yard, and I'm like, ooh, was that pat? Okay, yeah, it was. Um, and he just darted, you, you gotta be smart in that. You can't take it for any chance. You, there can't be a risk. And that, that's a killer. That was a killer play. 
Um, but not the only reason why they lost. And we're no. going to go through. There were multiple reasons why they lost that game. Trevor was part of it. I think the bad, there were bad play calls. I think I'm not going to blame it on refs, that, but that There's that a couple call, bad calls. There's a couple bad calls. The running game I want to talk about. Yeah, we got to get in that too. The the interesting thing for me, let me just say this about calls, and I don't want to be the guy that always be moans that you had ten penalties, and you had some penalties that killed you. You had penalties when you've got you, you start with some rough field position anyway, and then you get a positive play and it's a it's a procedure play penalty or it's a, a this that that killed you. Ten penalties and. I mean, you, you got to be better than that, especially on the road. These are mistakes that sometimes you can overcome when you're at home that you can't overcome on the road, and that just proved it to them right there. Um, the can we give Buffalo any credit? Yeah, no, no, listen, Buffalo. But we talked about it last week. We said Buffalo's front seven is their strong, their strength, and Buffalo's front seven, I thought, did a job. I I, I thought they did a job. They were physical up front. Um, I think the defense. And I know they're in a tough positions. I think the defense, when you needed to make stops, didn't make stops. When when you went up right before half, 13-10, I think it was, and you let them go three plays right down the field to tie it up, no. Uh, you go up 16-13, you let them go uh, basically, I think it was four plays, 75 yards. They score a touchdown, they go up 20-16. you got to be better than that. you got you got to be, to me, better than that, and, and especially on the road. And a lot of questions. Here's my thing on McCoy that I saw yesterday that I had issues with. And I always blame this one on John Fox, but I don't know if it is or not. John Fox was a defensive guy. Your head coach, Vance Joseph, is a defensive guy. I thought the one thing that John Fox always did a poor job of, and see if Jesse agrees with this, he watched all the games, he never came out in the second half with any other game plan than what he started with in the first half. And there were so many times it felt like they'd have a great first half and the other team would make adjustments, and they just went and did the same thing. And all of a sudden, the adjustments the other team made are now hurting you or stopping you. And I, I, I always blame John Fox for that, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's if it's not a a offensive coordinator thing. And Mike McCoy back was part of that. There was nothing to change in the first half, and yet the defense did. The defense changed. So they were getting. The point guard here for the Denver Nuggets is going to jump on. See what he thinks. He's probably a Cowboy fan, though. No. Are you a Cowboy fan? A Dolphins fan? You're a Dolphins fan? That was a rough go. I know the head coach really well. I can get you tickets here. Yeah, please do. Yeah, Adam Gase. I was the offensive coordinator here for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah, good, good guy. Emmanuel Moutier joins us. Does it seem like the season just ended? Is this yes, quick for you? it does. It does. But it's what we love to do, so we're right back at it. So tell us about your offseason. Uh, as far as... Well, okay. Well, you, you, you're, you pa- you're packing some guns that you right. didn't have. You didn't have in uh, April. You got some guns right there yeah. that you didn't have. No, I'm just, you know, just trying to be more ready. Uh, been working a lot uh, on losing weight and just try to be consistent with my uh, diet and eating like that. And also, I went to Africa. Uh, we did the which whole, we followed you on uh, yeah. social media. That was really cool. Yeah, stuff that you was did. some some good stuff. That was my first time back in 16 years since I moved uh, to America. So it was good. I got to, you know, reconnect with my family and everything. Did it change your life at all? A yeah, little bit? it did. Uh, I mean, it's crazy because of the week I got back, uh, the, my grandfather that I haven't seen in 16 years, he passed. Like, so oh, it was, man. it was good that, you know, I got to rekindle with him. And I mean, I wish he would have been a lot here a lot longer, but the fact that I got to see him after that, all that time was definitely a great feeling. How do trips like that open your eyes as far as 
things are bigger than the NBA games. And how good we have it here. No, for <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, even here, you know, I knew I grew up uh, pretty tough, uh, you know, growing up. But I can only imagine how it would be if I would have stayed where I was. So it's even tougher over there. So the fact that I saw that it just makes you appreciate uh, everything a lot more, even when you step on the court or you're doing anything else. So every time I wake up now, I just try to remind myself, you know, remember what you saw and so you can just have a better output. Uh, on the whole day or the whole week, however you want to look at it. Now, I, I read some of the stuff when you were coming back and while your trips were there, a story someone did on it was a great story. Um, will, will this be now part of your mission life statement, if you will, to kind of always give back, to always give back, to do more what you can, give more young kids yeah. like yourself to get out? I mean, your your mom brought you out during war-torn yeah, times and right. maybe some really bad stuff. No, for sure. I'm definitely planning on going back and helping and starting, you know, a foundation and everything over there. Uh, cause at the end of the day, it's my roots. You know, it's where I'm from. I mean, even though I'm Americanized, but I just, I, I know exactly where my family came from and all that type of stuff. So I definitely plan on doing, uh, a lot of stuff over there. And now the Kimbe who's been with the Nuggets, started with the Nuggets also, uh, been it forever and ever. And you know him well, pretty mm-hmm. well, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's still involved. Have you, have you mm-hmm. talked about him and how to get things started? Cause Dude, I think he's built like hospitals yeah, he and has stuff built like the, that. Yeah, he's, built, he's done a lot. He's done a lot. So I plan on, you know, um, of course I'm not just going to go in there and jump in and not knowing what I'm doing. So I plan on talking to him and right. talking to a lot of people that's giving back. Uh, so, you know, I, I couldn't never, I couldn't have went back because I couldn't afford to go back how I wanted to go back. But now that, you know, I got the opportunity to do it and do it in a big Impact, so I definitely plan on, on doing the NBA that. NBA does it right too. Yeah. So Coach Malone was on earlier today on the morning show, and he said the lineup is basically set except for the point guard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be this open competition. Mm-hmm. Do you like that? Uh, I mean, it's on him, but I'm gonna just do what I can control. I'm gonna try to. I want it. I'm not gonna say I don't want it. So I definitely want it, and I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna work for it. Look at you right now, physically. Mentally, take us back. Cause I remember sitting down doing one of, the, one of the first interviews I think in Denver I did with you. Um, that that Emmanuel Moutier, to this guy now that's been through the league, that's seen the battles, good times, mm-hmm. some bad times, injuries, healthy, all that stuff. Where are you now physically and mentally compared to your, that first year you came in? Yeah, I feel like you know I've I'm not gonna say I've seen it all, but I think I've seen enough uh, from being from the top to the last guy to not even playing to all that so it's putting me in a good position um to you know approach the year as far as just you know being mentally free and just go out there because now i know you know when i used to think i know where it got me and when i used to try to play how i play i know where it got me but now i feel like there's a balance where you know you got to be smart but at the same time you know play just play your game don't be thinking so much and don't always be looking over your shoulder do you feel like those experiences that you had, some of them tougher than maybe you would have liked, mm-hmm. but those, I'm a believer in those do make you better mm-hmm. mentally and physically and, and, and your or approach. Or make you quit. And he, and he didn't quit And last he didn't year. quit. So no. do you feel like those are kind of valuable, those yeah. things you went through? No, for sure. I mean, it was meaningful. Uh, I, learned, I, I, I learned a lot. And 
the crazy thing about it is, you know, I got a lot of support from different players around the league, which it kind of surprised me. And it's not, you know, it's actually some real big time players that, you know, supported me as well. So seeing that they had the confidence in me like that, it made sure like my work ethic went through the roof again. Like I started working even harder just because I feel like if somebody else can see that in me, then I got to see it in myself as well. So that was, that was big for me, but I'm, I just wasn't built to quit either the way I grew up. That's not how I was raised, so uh, I'm never going to not have confidence in myself. So that's one thing. Last couple of things with Emmanuel Moutier is our guest. I, I said this to see if this is fair. And I'm not, listen, I, I think you can handle pressure. I'm not sure you yeah. could have handled pressure a couple of years ago, but, mm-hmm. I mean, think about now you're all of 21 or something. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, yeah. you're, you're, like, legal now. Yeah. Um, I think you're the key this season yeah. because the Emmanuel Moutier and the good that we've seen I, I think is what this team needs right. also. Right. And, and no thing on Jamal. Jamal's a whole different player. He's right. not really kind of a point guard. Right. Point guard size, but right. he's more of a different kind of player. Right. You're a facilitator. Right. I, I, is that pressure? Do you sense that pressure? Because I, I think the key of the season for you guys to do major stuff is you. Right. And I appreciate that at the same time. I feel the same. I'm not going to put it on my shoulder. I feel like the way I've played the last two years, I feel like I can give this team a lot more, um, you know, as far as just being a better teammate, a better player, harder worker, or a leader, however you want it. But, yeah, uh, when I get out there uh, starting or, you know, whatever coach want to do, I, I feel like I just got to take advantage of it. So there's no pressure at all. I've seen the pressure. I mean, you know, coming in high pick, you supposed to do this, supposed to do that, and sometimes it didn't happen. Sometimes it happened, but now I know exactly how to handle all that stuff. You, you know, pressure is pressure is not knowing where your next meal's coming, <laughs> yeah. where you right. where you visit, right? right? Uh, what you're going through is now what you love, mm-hmm. what you're good at. I mean, this that when you look at that way, perspective, right. ain't no pressure on you. Nope, not now, at all. Now I'll give you my my old coach because I coached high school. Um, and your shot is your shot. People have made fun of it. Some people have been good. It, it some days are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It, to me, if Emmanuel Moutier is just a great finisher, yeah, that's all they need for me. Right, for sure, for sure. And I agree with that a thousand percent. So, and I, I'm my hardest critic, to be honest with you. Um, when I'm not making shots or making layups or all that stuff, I'm the person I look at myself first, uh, even before a coach tells me or. My mom, my, my, my brothers, all that. So, uh, I'm always real with myself. Right. Last question for me. I always think it's interesting when guys that are competing for the same position come out and say, oh, you know, there's really no competition between us. We support each other. We oh, want no, the best for each other. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right? <laughs> there's competition for sure, but at the end of the day, when the decision is made, that's when you gotta go with the, you know what, I'm gonna support and all that. You supporting, but, at the same time, you're making each other better throughout the process, but it is a competition thing. Hey, wish you a lot of luck. Give, give them hell. And, and seriously, you got some you got some. Appreciate guns. it. You, appreciate you put some, look at that. You got some, built some guns on them right there. I appreciate it. Good for you. Right, That's you. Emmanuel Moody, a point guard for the uh, Denver Nuggets, and I will be absolutely shocked and surprised if he's not your starting point guard. Really? I, 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 listen, that was get, impressive, that yeah, conversation. We got to sure. take a break, but I, I think he's the key to the whole season. Because I, I think if all of a sudden you get the good Emmanuel, watch what happens. Yeah. If, they, if they get the good Emmanuel this year, watch what happens. We're a little late. We'll take some break. 309-33, our, our Ring Pro Partners text line. Give us some texts and thoughts. We're going to be bouncing back and forth, try to grab guys on when we can. Still talks to Broncos. Rockies with a much-needed big win. Uh, yesterday, uh, Milwaukee loses. They're now two games up, I think, on Milwaukee. Three games coming up with Miami. We'll get into that in the next uh, couple of days as well. It's Scott and Julie live at Nuggets training camp. 
Nuggets Media Day here on Altitude 950. Get power to spare with a Honda generator, and you'll never be left in the dark again. Honda puts clean, economical, portable power when and where it's needed most, when you least expect it. Honda generators all have easy starting, dependable Honda engines to keep the power going. Get turned on to a Honda generator from General Air Service and Supply in Denver and enjoy for home or play. Visit GeneralAir.com. Sam's number three restaurants. The handheld chicken. I'm going to do a smothered burrito. My favorite is the Toro pot. Anyone can pick something off the menu here. Sam's number three. Great. The food's delicious. Huge portions. I've been coming here for over 35 years because um, the green chili's the bomb every time. It's more like home. Sam's number three in Aurora off Havana and Parker in Glendale off Cherry and Leedsdale in downtown 15th and Curtis. This is Brent Ivinson with Ideal Home Loans and in my 20-year career in residential lending, there's been plenty of protections for the banks and the mortgage companies, but there's never been protection for the borrower and their down payment until now. Call Ideal Home Loans today at 303-867-7000 to find out how you can protect a portion or all of your down payment if you buy a home and values go down. If you're an FHA borrower out looking for a home currently or you're under contract, we can help you out and provide you with a policy that can help protect a portion or all of your down payment in the event that the housing bubble pops and your home's value goes down and you have to sell your home in that market. Now there's protection for you, the buyer. Call to take advantage of Ideal Home Loans down payment protection at no cost to you. Call us at 303-867-7000 or apply online at idealhomeloans.com to get all the details. Ideal Home Loans. First we listen, then we lend. Equal Opportunity Lender regulated by DORA, NMLS 136756. For terms and conditions, call 844-45-IDEAL. It's never too late to set another goal or to dream a new dream. If you want to complete your bachelor's, gain a master's or certificate, or just take a few courses, UNC Extended Campus has programs designed for the working adult. They offer online degree completion programs, degrees, certificates, and licensures. Take courses online or on campus in Denver, Colorado Springs, Loveland, and Greeley. Set another goal and make a new dream come true with the University of Northern Colorado Extended Campus. Learn more at extended.unco.edu. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Hastings and Browman. Christmas for you right now? Well, absolutely. I like start of I like start of the Avs season or camp when we were there. I got to tell you a funny story happened to me yesterday. So I have a little three and a half year old daughter, okay. right? And so I tell her all the time, you can be anything you want to be. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't be. And you can you can be, you know, whatever you want. You can, blah, blah, blah. So last night she did something. Say, Ellie, get back here. No. Oh, the first no. No, not the first. But no. I said, Ellie, get back here now. I said, no, I don't have to. I go what? 
I can do anything I want to be. <laughs> I can do anything I want to be. No, 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 that, honey, you're misunderstanding that. You still have to do what Dad tells you. Uh, you can be anything right. when you grow up. Right now, you have to do things people ask you. Was she like, okay, or did she kind of hold goes, on to... No, I can do anything I want. Oh, my God, so. at three? Oh, yeah. Yeah, good luck with but that. But the first line was, I can do anything I want to be. <laughs> I go, I guess the message somewhere in the three, three-year-old three brain got crossed a little bit. Or she's just brilliant. Or, really. or she's you uh, already. Hold on the two. No, I don't have to. I can do anything I want to do. You love it. You just don't know it yet. That was my night last night. Hey, my thanks out there to uh, uh, the Grand Lakes Gentlemen's Club, the Gentlemen's Club of Grand Lake. All the guys went out there. We went on our little pub crawl. How much did you guys raise? I don't know. I just hope we got up the buckets all what oh, was your guys' um, – it's for breast cancer, so what was yeah, your guys' be, breast, um, your motto? Well, there's a, there's a number of them. There's okay, just a, give us a, the couple um, of the best. We, we care because we stare. <laughs> uh, here, let us support you. Um, Let's make you laugh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, Save – I don't care, Mary. There's 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 a handful of different other ones that are semi, probably not appropriate. Semi crass here once in a while. And, okay. Uh, uh, uh. Before you say something that might may or may not get us fired, let's yeah. um, rein it back. Let's get it to the Bronco game. Let's get it to before the Bronco game. I just want your quick impression. Actually, not. They don't have to be quick. I want your impressions of um, what happened yesterday in the national anthem across the NFL. Um, I, I'm very interesting. Um, and. I, like I said before, I don't care uh, what guys want to do or what they want to represent or how they want to be. I think it's 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 an easy way and it's a risky way that I think you can throw in uh, conflict within a team. So I think that's very scary. I know Mike Tomlin basically said, listen, because we had some that won, some did, and they decide just not to come out. Now, Villanueva... Uh, who is the left tackle for them? Also, a three-tour veteran of Afghanistan is an Army Ranger. Went yeah. to, he came out of the tunnel. Actually, caught some heat from his coach for coming out of the tunnel. So we want 100. Well, that's his he's, personal decision. And he's got okay. he's got a bronze star and everything. So that flag kind of means something more. Um, I I think it looked divisive. I I, I don't. You know, it's it, it's tough. The, my biggest thing, and, I, and what I was going to get to, is, is just don't say, well, they have the first member right to say that. And I don't want any NFL coach, I don't want any NFL uh, PA guys or the commissioner's office to, to use that. Why wouldn't Be- you use that? Because if I have anything, if I have a first minute right to say how I feel or express things the way I want to, then why can't um, Emmanuel Sanders say, that's the dumbest, or, or, or Von Miller say, 